Why? The opening was great, and that's it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's not wrong. The ending is a spit in the face to Indy and his fans. What a wasted opportunity. Helena? Helena? Helena. Helena, Helena was insufferable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, was that, did they clarify how to pronounce it in the review? You say this is better than Crystal Skull? How? What? When? Where? And why? <laughs> Too many questions. Yeah, I can't answer questions. them all. Can't answer them all. <laughs> that was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Spoilers Intended. We are a podcast about series and films. Yes, we That's are. true. It's a true factual statement. I am your host this week, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. Who, what, when, where, why? <laughs> and Steven. I really want to do the, the, the answers to those, but I can't remember all the keys. So <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm all hopped up on cold medicine. Let's go. No sweat. Uh, this week, we are talking about the fifth installment in the Indiana Jones franchise, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Say that five times fast. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> Before we start talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, or DOD, as I like to call it, we DOD, we Department of Defense. <laughs> Um, we are going to talk about other franchises, can be TV shows, books, whatever, Movies. that have outlasted their welcome. Not the Jump the Shark, because we did that with Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull, but ones that have lasted longer than their shelf life. So basically, so, they got sequels when they didn't need them. Yes. What's the yeah. What's the uh, the Nolan Batman line? You're either you either go out early enough to be the hero, or you stick around long enough, enough to, to become the, the villain. You either die yes. the villain or, or die, die the hero, hero, or you live long, long enough, enough to see comes. yourself become the villain. Yeah, yeah. which and I, I think. Like, there's a lot of franchises that have fit into this. Oh, yeah. Where, where I had trouble narrowing it down. <laughs> uh, there's a lot. There, uh, yeah, there's I a lot that just needed to like, end when it needed to end. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. You want me to go first? Sure, why not? The Terminator movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a great that's one. That's a great one. I love the first Terminator. I absolutely love I T2. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really have a soft spot for the first Terminator. The first Terminator is good. As a child whose parents let him watch violent movies way too early, <laughs> I saw it before T2 came out. Mm -hmm. And I went, went in theaters to see T2. And I remember with my parents, I was like, this rules. You know? <laughs> but like I had already seen the first Terminator several yeah. times up until that point. And, you know, thought, what a cool idea. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, this guy comes back uh, from time. So, yeah, have you have you guys seen the rest of the Terminator uh, movies? Uh, so I've, I've seen <clears throat> T3. T3, okay. That's the one that has Claire Danes, right? Yes. Yeah. So I've seen, seen T3. T3. I have not. I've, okay. I've only seen the first two, and okay. that is it. Because so, I've stay, that, stay that way. Yeah. So, first so, two, don't change. Else after <laughs> no, that. I will say uh -huh. T3 is not bad, but only from the lens of once you view what came after it. Like when sure. I first watched T three, I was like, "Boy, this, <laughs> this, is, is, this terrible. is not good." Yeah, and then I think I watched a little bit of was it Genesis? Um, is that the Dark Fate is the most recent one. Then That's Salvation that one. was 09. Then Salvation Genesis was, was Christian Bale. Yes. yes. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Genesis and was like, "Woof." Genesis <laughs> is the worst in my opinion yeah. of all of them. Um, yeah. So basically, Terminator three was, in my opinion, like a a cheaper version. It was, it was um, almost like a direct to like a sci-fi channel it felt, version of it. It, yeah. it was like halfway between a theatrical release mm -hmm. and a straight to DVD release is what well, it felt cause, like. Because James Cameron was not interested in it, right? No, because yeah. again, the story wraps yeah. at the end of T2 <laughs> with a real nice little bow. Yep. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and so T3, uh, Kristana Loken plays the um, 
the Terminator, and she's a sexy hot Terminator. Like yeah. that's like the the twist not they your, try to go not with. Your dad's oh, Terminator. really? Yeah, yeah. this ain't your grandma's Terminator. Oh no! <laughs> and of course, Arnold gets brought back in. Of course, he does. They do all these gymnastics to figure out like how he's here you <laughs> oh, know yeah, yeah. how and why and then after that you had terminator uh salvation with christian bale mm-hmm. which was taking place after you know the apocalypse yes. has happened you see john connor mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff happening and it was which not a terrible concept no since again like you said t2 wraps the <clears> bow <throat> but you're essentially doing a prequel at this point i remember not hating this movie when i saw it in theaters because mm-hmm. i was already like okay this is going to be a whole different thing different like, world yeah because i thought if you're going to keep telling stories in this universe don't don't keep like t2 ended everything so well that yeah. like if yeah. you're going to have to do something do do it after that get me to the time travel part yeah yeah and uh it was fine like i watched it later after i saw it you know in theaters like on tv or mm-hmm. i was like oof this is not that good like yeah. it, it was very much a movie of its time like a he, lot of brown what year did that come out oh nine okay because i feel like christian bale had kind of a run there of films where you were kind of like ooh. what was the uh what was the dragon one? Oh, uh reign of fire yeah now that one was like 90 was, something was, was it i thought I think that, that was early 2000s maybe it was it was basically it before he got famous with the dark knight right stuff, yeah though, it was before he know? got yeah. big yeah whereas this was like in the middle of after mm-hmm. or whatever um then terminator genesis was like their attempt to like yeah rain of fire is 2002 2002 okay yeah like reboot things yeah and they brought in uh what's his name jai courtney i want to say is a guy in it and amelia clark and arnold's there and it's it's just not good. It's just a bad movie. And they, yeah. they again do the same thing where they're trying to like Get, do like convolution, <clears throat> convoluted like pretzel timelines, like pretzel yeah. timelines to explain yeah. how like this version of the Arnold Tor- Terminator is older. Yeah. You know, and like, so it's like whatever. <laughs> because they designed the machines to age. That doesn't but make, then, sense. It make sense. Then, like, when they did uh, <laughs> Dark Fate, which actually isn't that bad. Really good action scenes in that movie. And the, yeah. the guy that plays the Terminator in that well, one. Well, that, because that's where they brought um, Sarah Connor back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That and one was fine. So Linda Hamilton has aged where, like, she just looks more badass as I she know, gets older. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they, again, explain in that one why Arnold would be older. She but just, they have she to just basically. looks like she gets harder. Uh, yeah. She tougher. really, like, yeah, like. Yeah, and not in a, that's not in a in at all a demeaning way. No, like, uh, man, like she's she's gained a decade, and I feel even more like she could just beat the crap out of her <laughs> if she wanted to. Well, she's got the, like the military hat with those sunglasses. Yeah. And you're just like ooh, she's got that the yeah. feel of that that the old grizzled retired colonel who's seen it all. Yep, kind of thing. I mean, she kind of has it. Yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that one wasn't that bad, and it kind of basically because Cameron was involved, I think, in, uh, as a producer as role a, yeah, on that EP one or whatever, and it basically is like a sequel to T two. Yeah. Is the way like it retcons all oh, of Genesis mm-hmm. didn't happen, T three didn't happen. It kind of like yeah. Throws, so if, have you seen that one? No, but I've heard yeah. that one was pretty good. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's great. Yeah, but it to me it was a better, definitely better than the other ones. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you've only seen T one and T two, maybe check out Dark Fate. Uh, Dark Fate. But I, I would skip the rest of them. But yeah. so that's that's my franchise that like. T2 wrapped so good, mm-hmm. we don't need it. Just let it die. Yeah. Like, it, if it had been just those two movies, it would have went down in history as like, wow, what a way to, like, nail it on a franchise and then get out. But yeah. they did not, sadly. What about you, Steven? Okay, so we mentioned, you know, franchises that stuck around too long. Mm-hmm. It could be movies, it could be TV shows, it could be books. What if I've got a twofer for you? Okay. okay. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Oh, wow. So, specifically... The books. Hob- no. <laughs> the, the Hobbit. The Hobbit and onward. Okay. 
So the I'm original th- yeah. Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings film trilogy yeah. is probably one of the best fantasy adaptations, like if not just book to movie adaptations. I would say the best adaptation. Uh, no notes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, and like even at the time, and I remember at the time, and I was also a little like, oh, they left this out. I would have loved to have seen this. Mm-hmm. Like they had to make changes sure. and make choices. But it's still, when you watch those movies, they still flow really well. And you like you come out of those films feeling great. Right? Yeah. Those are some spectacular and there, films. And there are some, yeah. there are some um, CGI graphics that have aged. Maybe haven't aged as yeah. well as they could have. And, you know, some choices at, yeah. towards the end of Return of the King where it's like, yeah, Why? yeah. But well, and, and same thing like with the with some of like Peter Jackson's like cinematography isn't that great, but yeah. that's fine. Like but it's, it's totally fine. It's yeah. fine. Still, yeah. you know, I can you can put on the theatrical release extended edition yeah. anytime. No big deal. Yeah. Basically, everything onward from that point is, is a problem. Rough. Yeah. So I saw the first Hobbit in mm-hmm. theaters. Oh yeah. And basically spent the whole movie with my jaw progressively getting lower and lower and lower. Like, I'm surprised I don't like catch flies or something <laughs> by the end of that film. Cause it's just like, Oh no, they're just, Oh no. Oh no. Why are we doing this? Like yeah. the CGI is terrible. So I saw it, but I well, also saw it in high frame rate. I saw 3d the, the same. I didn't see the 3d just the HFR. They had the high frame rate, which yeah. of course makes everything look like a soap opera. I, I went the whole way. Cause I was like, if, if, if they're putting it out there, if I'm Peter Jackson says that this is how you know we need to film movies and yeah. see them, let me see it. And then okay. I watched. It, I was like, "This is terrible. So, <laughs> so this makes it worse, and it's I already saw, bad." I saw the first film in theaters and said, "Yeah, I'll wait for these to come out on like TBS yeah. or something." Okay, so I'm like, "This is not going to be, be me coming to the defense Uh-oh. of Here the Hobbit films." Oh yeah, because Here we, we go. at some point, I guarantee you, we're going to have to review them. Well. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I'm I might call out it. sick that day, but, <laughs> but that doesn't work. I'm sick okay, right now. So, I'm still here. So, Lord of the Rings, a, a a paramount, a pillar of fantasy film and adaptation that has existed for you know <laughs> twenty something years. Was now. that two, Paramount two Pictures that did that? Um, and <laughs> it is phenomenal. And the, one of the reasons why is because they had almost two full years of pre-production oh, before, yeah. oh, they, for sure. before they even turned on a camera. Yeah, yeah you're coming to the rescue with, here. I know, with, I know the circumstances yeah, yeah. around The Hobbit. He was so, laying the tracks in front of the train on The Hobbit. So yeah. one of the reasons why... he put the train back together on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, so Del Toro mm-hmm. was basically scheduled Which, to... Like, what a choice. Yeah. Like Del Toro well, for a Hobbit film. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> essentially New Line Cinema got... Um, cold feet two weeks before they were scheduled yeah. to do production and they fired him. Which and is, uh, basically they told Peter Jackson, you have to come in and fix this. Which again, right. for my first reaction to, oh yeah, Del Toro was going to do it. Like why? I can see why they got gold feet. They, they have Del Toro and they're like, so let me see your, uh, your notes. And he hands them this whole notebook that looks like something out of a horror film. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> see, and here's the thing though. Why did you hire Guillermo del, del Toro? Toro. It's yeah. not, that's not his like, kind of film. To me, I would have killed to see the Guillermo, oh, Guillermo yeah. del Toro version of The Hobbit because he was going to keep it to two movies. Yep. Can you imagine what the spiders in Merkwood would look like if oh, Del Toro was Nightmare in Fuel. It'd be awesome. It oh. would rip. <laughs> I, this is the but, problem. Is that, Yeah, they got cold feet because they, they, they realized... They wanted it to be like Lord of the Rings. And it's like, that's the worst take on yes. trying to do these movies. And, yeah. and yeah. because of that, essentially, they, were, they had a two-week lead time for all films. Because they yeah. all had to make them essentially at the same time, boom, 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 yep. and the uh, and then you know Peter Jackson also wanted to push um, like sixty frames, um, like filming and like I just CGI don't understand like why so, that was a thing. It, I just don't. so the forty eight frame is double twenty four yeah. because they again Cameron and Peter Jackson at the time I think 
one other director. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Spielberg. It wasn't Spielberg. But it was someone else that was yeah. like a big name. Spielberg is very much, I want it to be right, yeah. 24 <laughs> frames forever. Welcome back to the 70s, you animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was Cameron, Del- I mean, um, Peter Jackson and somebody else. I can't remember. But anyways, anyways, 48 frames makes the image smoother and gives you way less motion sickness in 3D than 24 frames. That's great, mm-hmm. but they also shouldn't be pushing 3D anyways. It's right, terrible. and that, that's the core of the problem is that they were trying to fix it because they thought 3D is going to be the next big thing yep. and didn't couldn't see the forest for the trees that like 3D is absolutely not the next best you know, <laughs> big thing. Like we don't need to fix it. We need to abandon it and move mm-hmm. on to other filmmaking and technologies. That's mid two thousands is the right. big problem there. Yeah, like is because we have this technology. What an era for choices in filmmaking. Everything's oh, yeah. brown and green. We're going to do 48 frames, if not 60 frames, 3d, 3d shaky cam. Yeah. But they were like, we need to do 60 frames. Why? Cause my shaky cam 3d film makes everyone sick. Maybe don't shoot a right. 3d film with shaky cam. Well, right. it's be, you know, it's really because like That's whenever you, issue. you have the, it's art. Um, well, <laughs> you, you, you have these studios <laughs> that one want to make money and they, they like gimmicks and stuff like that, but you they, they they have jack the to price get up it on the ticket. Well, they have to get it out of their system. Yeah, and it yeah, took them yeah. a decade to get it out. It's very much so uh, like they have to learn by failing. Like yes. You can't tell these people, hey, that doesn't work. They have to lose a couple they, hundred they million to, dollars on they it. They have to like, learn oh, the lesson do themselves. <laughs> yeah. Some consultant in one meeting said the buzzword of a 3D. And then James Cameron went, my God. Imagine, <laughs> if you will, this beautiful now, these people blue world people I've been dreaming of for 3D. years. Well, now, I'll, I'll definitely like, say that's this. That's how I see it in my mind. And I, I know both of you just don't like 3D films. That's totally okay. Yeah. But I will say this, that at least James Cameron built his film around oh, for sure. 3D and correctly. you take a 2D oh, film yeah. and convert it to 3D, it's already Game terrible. Yes, but, yeah. but he made it for it, and it yeah. actually does add to the film, I think. Of all the, of all the movies that I have seen mm-hmm. in 3D, it's been, yeah, Avatar 1 and yeah. 2, that actually made me go, oh, wow, okay, there's, there's something to this. It still doesn't make me go, like, every movie needs yeah. this, or see, that I this see, is a new dimension it, of... Yeah, it yeah. does add a little bit. I see what it. Andrew's strategy was here, because I said I had a twofer with mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, so I was going to hit two franchises. Yeah. Because I was going to bring up Rings of Power as well. Okay. And he was like, hold on, i got to distract from this. Let's talk about other things before, <laughs> I, before I make disparaging comments about Rings of Power. Oh, so you're uh, taking Rings of Power. Okay, so no, also, Rings of Power exists, and <laughs> it's in line with what I was saying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Copy and paste everything I said earlier. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go, we're going to bring it back. To you. Yeah, back to me. Back to uh, me. Look, look at your hand. The and ball's not there. Look at me. The ball's here. I'm going to put that on the soundboard. Back to me. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to talk about the 1989 anime, Dragon Ball Z. Okay, okay. yes. Yes, this is... Uh, this so is. this had 291 episodes in its, um, in its full tenure, so nine yeah. full seasons of anime that existed. Yeah. And while Akira Toriyama, the original writer for the show... Or for the for the story, yeah. Um, he was writing it, and essentially, he got uh, to the end of the Cell Saga. If you're familiar with it, which yeah. is about 190 something odd episodes into a long running TV show, which is pretty common. Yeah. And the um, his publisher said, "We don't. We want more." And he's <laughs> like, "Well, I don't have anything else." Yeah. Any, so basically, any here's time some money <laughs> that the creators like. Hey, I'm done, and they're like. But we want more. I mean, like what, like Simpsons, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are so many TV shows out there that are just. I'm, I'm sure, like whoever initially made Grey's Anatomy was like, "I'm done with it." They're like, "What if you did ten more seasons?" Yes. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Grey's Anatomy is on like season eighteen. Or I had a, a literal mini stroke yeah. when I heard they're like, "It's still on." <laughs> 
But yeah, so they're making new episodes of it. What? what? So you have Dragon Ball Z, and it's really popular shonen anime yeah. that had come out, and you get up to the Cell Saga where you have this massive sacrifice from our main character, yep. which is kind of like handing the reins over to his son Gohan. Yep. And uh, you have real real stakes because at this point in the, in the show, um, the writing's very convoluted, but basically no sure. one can be brought back to life because of things that happened. Yeah. And so whenever... In the show also, people normally can be brought back to life just to throw yeah, that yeah, in yeah. Quite, quite a lot. Yeah. The stakes change. But, but yeah, so basically Goku makes this big sacrifice yeah. and and um, and it doesn't end up working, and then essentially Gohan has to take over and 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 essentially defeat the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, like you have like really good ending spot because mm-hmm. it's now like main char- the original main character is done. You have Gohan, and then it's still a pretty good happy ending. Everyone's saved, the world is saved, whatever. Yeah. And then they were like, "No, we want more." And well, he's like, "Well, I don't know what." We want more Goku specifically. Yeah. So then they, so then he basically writes Goku back into the sh- into the story for the Boo Saga. For the Boo Saga, right? And Which then is the last goes, one. yeah goes on for another hundred episodes. It yeah. ends, and then which is crazy to think about that the Cell Saga is 190 and the Boo Saga is another hundred. Like whenever I think about it, I think <laughs> yeah, that was like 20 episodes, right? Like some oh, fever no. dream at the no, end. It goes, no, it's I've still forever. yet to make it all the way through the Boo Saga because I get bored. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's just not. It's not good. Uh, So there's too much comedy. It's just not really good. But then, okay, so then the series ends, and then they make a little off-canon one called Dragon Ball GT. Not not great Mm -hmm. at all. But, yeah, so then fast forward to, you know, late or mid-2010s, and they come out Mm -hmm. with Dragon Ball Super, which apparently is canon now for um, Akiri Toriyama is, I guess, an EP for it. But it's not based off a manga, right? It's just a show? So they made the manga for it. Okay, and like he's also writing it, but he's not and he's not drawing it. Okay, yeah, but he's involved. He is involved. He is involved. It. Yeah, uh, and they that had like another 125 episodes with like four films. Yeah, and the series itself is terrible. Like okay. absolutely, t- I watched all of it to make sure that it was bad. just out of spite. Okay, and I was like, spite. I know this is bad, but I'm gonna watch every single. My brother episode. keeps telling me to check it out, but I haven't. There, it's made just, it like, boo yet. Here's the thing: is like this should have <laughs> let, this should have ended like over 200 something odd episodes ago, right? Yeah. By the, by this point, oh man, we missed our opportunity to bring up One Piece. Well, no, but see, that's the thing though. One Piece still has a good story. Yeah, it just it's a very it's long. A it's a very complicated long story. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's this definitely one of those shows where like. I, I like it. I've I grew mm-hmm. up with it. That was one of the first, you know, for probably all three of us in here, like one of the yeah. first like real. Yeah. Oh yeah, when that big hit, popular that hit tsunami with Wing and um, yeah, uh, Sailor Moon, Wing, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Sailor Moon and Yasha, um, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, 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 Outlaw Star, like all of those. DBZ like, those was were, like the one. Yeah, yeah that DBZ was the big was, one. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know I love it. It's you know just because it's just wrestling, but you don't need more. We don't need more because it just gets so convoluted. Wrestling would have been a good choice too. I mean, I, <laughs> still going on. I don't know enough about I don't know anything about wrestling. I just know it still exists, which is shocking. Should have ended after the Attitude Era. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. If we must. Dial in our destiny. All right, so this oh. is a 2013 film. Oh, no. Like that. no. <laughs> yeah, 2000, 2000, not 2013. I said 13 because I said. Mm hmm. 13 for Dragon Ball Super. So, uh, 2023. 2023. Directed by James Mangold, not Steven Spielberg. So, nope. so Mangold's got what? 310 to Yuma, Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, He's actually Logan. got a crazy diverse like, Call, career if you Call look at his movies. Wild, uh, right? He also did Night and Day with yeah. J- uh, J- um, 
Tom Cruise and, and uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you look at his movies, there's not like a oh that's a James Mangold. He, he does. Movie. It's he like, likes yeah, he's water guys water everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And but I actually think there's a common thread which I'll get to at some point. Is it sure? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll yeah. Hold so here is we'll a, hold you to that. Here's yeah. a synopsis for Indiana Jones DOD. Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, he soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Voller, a former Nazi who works for NASA. Former, quote-unquote. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. And um, written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, David Coep. Coep? Oh, and Cope, sure. Cope, 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 Cope. I can't remember. And James I've seen before. Um, it had a budget of $295 million, one of the most expensive oh. films ever made. Wow. One of Holy the. Holy cow. I, I, they got it. Like, there's got to be some kind of. Like, they carried a one they shouldn't have, and it's actually like 145. <laughs> I cannot believe this is almost $300 million. Yeah. All, yeah. Um, so, the. What, well, we are recording this right now on mm-hmm. Sunday morning of opening weekend. So we don't yeah. have full box office numbers of what it made for yeah. opening weekend. But the expectations are $60 million for the three-day weekend and previews. That's domestic, right? That's domestic. Right, okay. $85 million likely for the five-day holiday weekend. Counting so, by 4th yeah, of July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and not, then that's not great. the question mark is maybe $140 million international. We don't know. So right, yeah, we're too early to tell. They're thinking 220-ish. Global take for at, the, for at the max opening. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's estimates. That's, that's some rosy estimates, I feel like. Yes. Um, and so the big issue here is, is when you're looking at this kind of budget and long run yeah. is this is one a, a absurdly expensive film. They basically need to make close to a billion dollars to oh, make gotta, it back. they got to make like more than this is an insanely expensive. Film. Yes. And you have three other films that are coming out that are going to be massive blockbuster films. You have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, probably not as much as that, but then, yeah, Barbie. But, like, Oppenheimer's also still going to soak up some dollars. Like, it's going to, to, like, if you have the choice, like, hey, we can see one movie this weekend, and you've got Oppenheimer, Barbie... Dial Mission of Destiny, Impossible. Mission Impossible in front of you. I don't think Dial of Destiny is going to win against any well, of those. Particularly not because the, the the overall reviews of it have been not good. Right. And yeah. because of that, it really is going to hurt the long-term box office effect. So they really needed to hit a lot of their budget. Oh, wow. So I was looking up some some budget, some box office yeah. and budget numbers. So there are, there are reports running around there that it actually cost three hundred twenty nine million to produce, plus one hundred million in marketing. Oh, that's oh. God, just so much money. Oh. But yeah, so I, you know, like we all we've all seen the film at this point. I'm curious of what your thoughts are. I know what mine are, and I'm going to do my best to not be a big Debbie Downer. thought you were going to say curse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I that too. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, this movie is, again, our intro topic probably spoiled it. Didn't need to exist, right? Well, so th- I think there's a there's a question here is I don't think that Crystal Skull needed to exist either. We've no, already talked about this. It didn't. This one di- didn't need to exist one, in the world where even Crystal more. Skull now, exists. Now, I will say it did need to exist because back in 1979 Lucas Spielberg and Lucasfilm set down a contract 
to make five films. Oh, really? They have now fulfilled. This feels this is like a Pirate of the Caribbean blood contract kind of thing going on here. (laughs) I don't think that validates it at all. They they, they all slit their hands. They drop the final coin in the chest. It's over. We're done. Break the contract. I don't care. Uh, Yeah, like (laughs) Spielberg, you got enough money to pay off and break a contract somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Here's my quick. Uh, basically assessment of this movie mm-hmm. compared to specifically Crystal Skull. Yes. Because both Crystal Skull and this, you know, took place after what will I always consider just the original trilogy and that should have ended right there after yes. Last Crusade, right? Crystal Skull has more highs but more like dramatic lows more than lows. this movie. Yeah, this this movie is a roller coaster. Very middling to the point of like it making it somehow even worse because at least with Crystal Skull well, you can make fun of it and meme it, yeah, and then also be like, oh, with when you have a you hit a high point, right. stunts yeah. or whatever. Like so, you, like the the motorcycle chase in the library on Crystal Skull is really good, and like there's other parts like the lighting I like in this movie a lot better than Crystal Skull. The yeah. cinematography I like in this movie a lot better than Crystal Skull. Well, uh, okay, no, not fully. I like <laughs> I'm over mostly it's the face. lighting. Let's just go the light. Yeah, lighting, sure. I, I feel yeah. like I didn't like the stage lighting mm-hmm. in Crystal Skull, but you do get those Spielberg shots every now and then yeah. in Crystal Skull. That's like nice. In this one, I feel like some of the performances were good for what they were given. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I feel like the performances isn't really necessarily the issue. It's the it's what they were given to work it's with. What's actually happening on screen? Yeah, yeah. And like the CG is like just a bit much. Some of the action scenes are just too much. It's like, this doesn't feel like Indiana Jones anymore. And the, the sense of like danger that was there when we had like practical action mm-hmm. is gone, which it was also gone in crystal skull. So it's like, that's where I'm, I'm yeah. the problem I have with both of those, both of these movies. Is it like for me going into this movie, it, this movie had one job or well, it, well, two jobs. It's, it's a departure from form is the big problem. It is. Yeah. This movie had two jobs. One was to make up for the crystal skull mm-hmm. and two justify its existence. And to me, it did neither of those. Yes. That's where I'm at now. There are definitely some enjoyable parts of this movie. I can see elements that could have been the, the opening you know, sequence is quite good. Opening sequence is good. I think Harrison Ford, again, given what he was given, you know, with the the plot and the script, <laughs> did good. Can. Like he does a good performance. Um, I like Mads Mikkelsen and everything he's in. Again, yeah, given I think he's like, underutilized. When he's, in this. When he's he revealed is. as the bad guy, I was like, that's a good casting for a bad guy. But I don't think they made full use of him how they could yeah. have. Yeah, that, that's. I think Boyd Holbrook as Kleber. Like everything I've seen Boyd Holbrook in, he's been really good. He was in Logan which is another James Mangold movie. He was the Corinthian in the Sandman series. Like he as Claver, who is Claver? Uh, the, the uh, trigger the, happy guy. Oh, yeah. it's a mustache. Yeah. Mustache. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like, who I thought I was, that's who I thought it was. Yeah. Like a lot of the people in this movie do a good job. It's just, there's nothing to me. It was a very boring movie. I forgot so much of it already from seeing it to recording. Now I'm like rethinking. I'm like, what, why, how'd they get there? How again? did they get from well, play to point B to C? And yeah. it's, Um, The other thing is, too, you have a very um, uh, polarizing character uh, in Helena, uh, Mm, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is a fantastic actress that is completely underutilized in this film. Same same thing. There is a couple times where she is given incredibly good lines. Yeah. Or, or like she delivers really stale lines from anyone, anyone else that would have it. Right. Like where she, yeah. she absolutely brings scenes to life. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if you had somebody else say these words, you'd be like, womp, 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 womp. Yeah, but she yeah. really delivers, but her character, her character is just 
awful. It's frustrating. It's all yeah. over the place. Well, I think the dynamic between Indy and her character is also not very there good. There is no dynamic. Well, I thought they couldn't figure out what they wanted the dynamic to yeah. be. It ends up just them bickering. Yeah, the it's really the movie. weird. But mm-hmm. there was a couple of times where I thought, oh, we're about to turn a corner and then this is going to be a really fun dynamic and it never does. Uh, yeah. To me, at least. Anyway, what do you think, Steven? Uh, so I like your initial description, right? You know, Crystal Skull has some highs, has some lows. You can you can enjoy the highs. You can make fun of the lows. Yeah. Whereas this one was very even throughout, right? Yeah. You know what that that graph is described as? Flatline. Flatline. That, that just means you're dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, the film just d- never really got a hold of me. Like it never had a moment yeah. where I was like, oh, I'm in, right? You know, you got yeah. me with this one. A cool reveal, twist, turn. Yeah. This took a different direction mm-hmm. or the relationship say between um indy and helena took off and now yeah. it's like all right cool we're like you know you had in the first half you had me in the second half though we're, we're in right yeah um and i felt like it wasn't so much that like oh the cgi was bad it just felt like there was way too much mm-hmm. it, it almost kind of felt yeah. like for a lot of the film i was almost kind of watching like a fa- like a late franchise fast and furious film Kind of. Well, there's, there's just a lot happening all the time. Yeah. And it's it's so far beyond the point of like believing the stunts that happen yeah. that it's just blatantly obvious, hey, like you're not on the back of a car. You're on a, a green block with a green screen right. behind you. Well, and you I, know I feel like too, specifically with like the CG is like there's moments where like I think if you could have taken this action scene and put it in another movie. I would have been talking about it like, whoa, that was a really cool scene. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you see all that. But for some reason, in an Indiana Jones movie, it just didn't, it didn't it click. It just doesn't click, yeah. So I don't know. Me, like, that's hard to quantify, like, the reasons why. But Yeah, I like, there were, there were a lot of things I really wanted to like about the film. Uh, you know, I kind of, I liked, I liked the concept of the opening and kind of, like, where mm-hmm. it went. Uh, it was lit entirely too dark. We had I think a, they were trying to cover up is, a lot of the CG. I, that, that is most likely what it was, but this is kind of like, you know, we're joking about shaky cam and 3D. Dark like, cam. Is super the new. dark <laughs> has been in for far too long at this point. Yeah, It, it was um, absurdly too dark for a for lot, a of, lot the of sequences. Yeah. And like parts that I wanted to watch and enjoy, like, again, you back up to the, the start of Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Same scenario. You're on top of a train. You have the chase of the train. Broad you mean Day- Last Crusade. Oh, sorry. Last Crusade. Thank yeah. you. Uh, broad daylight the whole way through because they did it in with because they did actually, it for real yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like imagine if we had that train scene and like maybe we start where we did in the dark and the rain that's fine because yeah. you're indoors or whatever mm-hmm. and then we go from there to like it's the you know, sun's rising we have a, a sunrise chase yeah and how cool that could have looked yeah and so it's it's for me there was a lot of that where it was like you had a lot of really good ideas mm-hmm. and either you couldn't figure out how to connect them to each other or when you executed the idea, it wasn't executed as well as it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are, there are a lot of sequences, you know, I, and I'm not really spoiling anything. It was all in the trailers. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the ticker tape parade, the concept of that's really cool. Yeah. The execution was Fine. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there was never a moment. I was very whelmed, right? There was never a moment where I was like, oh yeah, like that is, right, yeah. that's so cool. And there really wasn't a moment where I was like, Okay, guys, that was neat, whatever. But there was just a whole lot of me just kind of sitting there like, okay, okay, yeah, we're going <laughs> to yeah. go somewhere, right? right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead, Andrew. Uh, well, so, uh, like, I, you know, on the cast, but by this point, you know, everyone that's been listening to the cast for two years almost at this point, yeah. um, 
Uh, we're we're getting there. Wow. Uh, but it's, it's, it's happening. I, I try and be generally pretty positive about stuff. Yeah. And yeah, Andrew's the sunshine, sunshine pump. I, I try Well, cause crew. you know, I, I try and justify, not even justify. I just try and look at stuff of like, from the perspective of like the filmmakers and that kind of thing. And yeah, I like James Mangold. I think he's a fantastic director. Yeah, like Ford v. Made, Ferrari is one of my favorite. He's made a lot of good yeah. films. Yeah, racing film stuff. Yeah. I don't think that he is an action movie director. He has movies mm. that have action in them, like Logan right. and but, but Night Logan, and Day. Like Logan's core story was not the action. It's a character drama. It was the character. Right. It was the the dealing with age and yes. fading out kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah. like again, that movie nailed it. I never in my life did I expect an X Men movie to hit as hard as yeah, that one did, no, right? And half the reason is because it was rated R and they could actually explore some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fox let them. And then I watched it and I was like, too little, too late. Like, what are y'all doing? This is great. But now the X franchise is basically over. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, now, now Why you didn't you put, do this at the you, front? You put an end cap on the X-Men franchise with your best effort. I guess well, that's so. the end cap. We've so been yeah. sandbagging for 15 <laughs> years. But, but that's kind of the thing is like, I think that he is a fantastic director. I don't yes. think he is a director for an Indiana Jones no. film. Mm. And I really would love to see Steven Spielberg without the influence of George Lucas at the helm, mm-hmm. being able to make Dial of Destiny mm-hmm. where it's just his film. Because I think that the the core story for this film and a lot of the stuff that they go through would be phenomenal in a Steven Spielberg film. So See, I disagree. I'm gonna I drop. think I think it would be good, mm-hmm. but I feel like the core problems with this movie well, wouldn't be fixed by a different director. I feel like there's a lot that a, needs to be a different written. writer. So the, I mean, yeah. well, so different the, the issue is is that, with. and you kind of touched on earlier, the movie's just boring. It is. There's yeah. there it doesn't have the snappy pacing that a, even. Crystal Skull has. Right. Well, because Crystal Skull was helmed by a director who is meant for action films. That sure. is what he does. And you it just comes with an inherent pacing where like each of these scenes lasted maybe about 30 seconds to a minute too long. I feel like a lot of that could just be the editor, though. No, but that's the thing, though, is be. because each of these scenes still have story and plot elements that have mm-hmm. to happen. They just happen over the course. Of, let's say like it's a, a two and a half minute scene. Yeah. You know, you have plot point at zero seconds. You have plot point at two minutes and 30 seconds where Steven Spielberg may cut that down into, you know, a minute and a half. Yeah. To where it doesn't overstay its welcome, where basically every single one of these scenes always felt like it was like, oh, man, this kind of went on a little bit too long. It did feel the whole movie felt about 30 minutes too long. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20 easy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to throw down some trivia here early. Mm-hmm. So how, tell me how early you feel, trivia. Tell me how you feel about this scenario. So in 2015, I'm going to butcher his name, Martin Villeneuve. So this is Denis Villeneuve's brother. Oh, cool. Okay. Penned, Martin an unsolicited script proposal for a fifth or sixth installment of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. He skipped all the way to the sixth. Based, based <laughs> on ideas he had pitched to his older brother. Yeah. Uh, who was then about to direct Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, so they tried to get this in front of Kathleen Kennedy with the goal of Spielberg directing it. Yeah. I, like, I wonder, and so, again... You like, know, they going like, throw a script down in front of her food at a cafe or something? I don't know. <laughs> you know, did he just walk in? Did he get this horror? <laughs> Give me a script. And, like, obviously, uh, you know, there's some some familial uh, obligations here in the sense that, we're one, we're never going to see the script, so we don't know, and also it's his sure. brother. Uh-huh. But Denis described this as, the script as being nearly perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't... <laughs> My I, brother, I, he's I, a good writer. I looked at uh, what, like, what... Um, 
uh, credits Martin mm-hmm. has, and they're you know mostly mostly French stuff I've never yeah. heard yeah. of, basically. Uh, <laughs> so I don't have any basis where I'm like, oh yeah, he, he remember when he wrote this cool film we all love? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So who knows what could have been there? What was his yeah, idea? But it could have. I don't know. It oh, got it, got it, got it. Like like I don't know that any of us anyone ever saw this outside of, you know, the brothers and then uh, Kathleen, maybe for as long as took her to push it into the trash. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. She puts her cigarette on it. It just catches fire. (laughs) The, um, the characterization that they have for, for Indiana Jones in this one was a little bit more subdued. He kind of felt like a secondary character in his own film. Sometimes a couple times. And then that can be fine. If you're playing the game of like, we're going to launch a new franchise. off. Yeah. You're definitely not launching a franchise. The film didn't head this way at no. all like they didn't even they didn't even set it up that way at all no. really. yeah and, it, and it's really frustrating too because this film has like i say all of the ingredients that would make a, a really good indiana jones film and that's what's frustrating whenever you get through the end of the film you're just like that was it yeah and just not because the film wasn't good it also wasn't bad, bad. either it was yeah. exactly it's a film i i got out of there <laughs> I, I walked out of the theater and i felt Nothing. Yeah. No rage. <laughs> Dead inside. No happiness. I was just the same as when I went in. I was like, okay, that I was I was sat in front of a screen and images hit me for you felt, two you and a half about hours. Ten dollars poorer. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. And it's exactly like I said with the crystal skull. At least like with the, the you can, there, extreme there things, lows yeah. that Crystal Skull gets to when Shia LaBeouf is swinging with monkeys through the trees. Yeah. You can at least make fun of it yeah. and meme it. You know, this one, there's nothing to even meme about this yeah. one, you know? like Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. that's maybe kind of the, the, the cardinal sin that's, that's played out here by this film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that it doesn't do anything that makes me go like, wow, or new or really pushes an envelope anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not, it's not a critical success, right? There's nothing that the critics are raving about in this really. No. And it also didn't like, you can, it is totally fine. Like look at Super Mario brothers. It is totally fine to release a film that doesn't push any, any envelopes, doesn't do anything right. new, but it's at least entertaining. Yeah. And, and it's it, going to make right. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, it and just I makes don't a know that cash. this, this hits that mark either of just like, Hey, I got two hours of entertainment out of this. I think for me, one of the biggest missing elements is the comedy. Mm-hmm. Like there was not yeah, a lot of levity. Not, there was not a lot of comedy. Well, and any in kind this of one. comedy that there was, was generally at the butt of Helena, just being a terrible human being. Right. Yeah. It did. It didn't have the same comedic feel the, as the, like the, the other of ones. The snappiness did. of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it really did just, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you're close. And if you could have gotten a little closer on a few elements, we yeah. might be, we, we might sound totally different right now. Yeah. But yeah. they missed Every time by just a little bit. And then it's like, well, if you would hit a couple of these, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel so so let's, would you rewatch it? Would you recommend it is the next question. I mean, I, 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 I would only rewatch this in the context of I'm doing some kind of a rewatch of the entire series. But legitimately for me, moving forward, I will probably just rewatch the first three and call it right there. Yeah. Anytime I do a rewatch of these, yeah. in my mind, the trilogy was the only movies and four and five don't exist. <laughs> Calm down, Star Wars fan. Yeah, I mean, like, but that's, <laughs> if I'm going to sit down and actually enjoy the movies, I mm-hmm. would probably just watch the first three. So the only the only reason I would rewatch this one, may, maybe when it comes out to just like, second give it a second shot or something mm-hmm. if i read some kind of article where they're like y'all need to give dial of destiny another chance like think of it through this lens maybe but probably not yeah what about you um i i have a hard time recommending this to someone if you if you were very if you felt very jilted by kingdom of the crystal skull yeah i 
you may like this one a little bit more because I think that the story elements and the the big twist at the end is more in line with what Indiana Jones is kind of about, despite being all basically around the same. But like, like the elements are there, the ingredients mm-hmm. are there. It's just it's I the execution. Just, on the a execution lot of it. just yeah. doesn't do it for me. So it's like it's hard for me to like. I mean, the film is fine. Like if yeah. you, if you like Indiana Jones and you want more of it, it's there. Yeah, I mean that's I, I probably won't really want to rewatch this film though. Like I would probably rewatch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again. At least you can make you fun can of it. Poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can crack open a beer and just yeah. like point at the screen and, and laugh. And maybe it's just know? because I like Spielberg as a director, and it, it still has some of that flair in there. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm really sad that this movie's almost too so middling. It's bad, but it's technically not. But it's yeah, not. It's, it's not bad enough for you could be amused by how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's, weird. Well, it and that's the thing. Is like, again, I really like James Mangold as a director. I think he's a yeah. fantastic director. I just don't think he's a director for Indiana Jones. No. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm kind of same boat here. You know, like if you are an Indiana Jones diehard, you got to complete the set. By all means, watch yeah, it. Go ahead. I don't think you're going to come away from it upset. You know, kind of how we came away. You're just going to walk away and be like, okay, that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't see myself rewatching this anytime soon. Yeah. Do you want a dial that lets you turn back time? <laughs> Into the annals of the past oh to see God. history being made? <laughs> SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com is your dial of destiny. That's right. Oh you can no. go there and find all of our previous episodes. Almost a, almost two years almost worth two of content. Two years worth of content. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Along with other things like links to our Discord, Patreon, and socials. Yeah, we also have on Discord, we have channels where you can, what we're watching, what we're listening to, mm-hmm. what food we're eating this week, what we're cooking. Uh, we have spoiler channels where you can go and talk about specific shows that we've reviewed yeah. and, or, you know, other, you know, stuff that's coming out. It's always a good time. We were trying to be active in there. We always appreciate new, new blood in the discord. <laughs> oh, blood, bring your blood to the discord. Blood. Yeah. Uh, we also have social media. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. We would love for you to follow us over there. Uh, we try to post every week what we're going to be recording the next week. So you can watch along with us. And we are back from the spoiler wall through the the transdimensional time doorway. Space butthole. Space. Or sky butthole. Sky, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and the Langoliers are on the other side of that for those Stephen King fans. <laughs> but, yeah, so we are back. Spoilers all the time, everywhere. Oh, we're surrounded by spoilers. All oh, they're all over me. <laughs> Lousy with spoilers. Ah, the spoilers are on me. So yeah, just um, if you haven't seen the film and you don't want anything else spoiled, or just, just stick around. Just Who stick cares? Around. Yeah, you're really not going to miss out on much. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephen, hit us with some trivia. Sure. So I'm going to kick this off with kind of a weird one. So James Mangold stated in the past at the opening. So he, this says opening credits, but I feel like really just like the opening. Mm-hmm. This doesn't actually have opening credits for right. the, this is the first one. That's why I thought yeah. it was weird because they say opening credits. I feel like what they really meant was the opening. Yes. Would be in the style of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, it's it's Last Crusade, guys. Like you just did Last Crusade. So, so I thought that was odd. Well, the other thing is too is that this is the first Indiana Jones film, or the only Indiana Jones film that doesn't open up with a um, the Paramount logo fading into a mountain shaped 
um, some other shape to, mm, to yeah. replace the mountain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the first first film in the series not to be distributed by Paramount Pictures. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause it's because Disney. Disney purchased yeah. Lucasfilm in 2012. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is mm. also. I'm seeing a trend. Yeah. Well, this is also. <laughs> let's keep the trend going. The only Indiana Jones film not directed by Spielberg. Yeah. So we've we've already kind of gone over that a little bit. Uh, so the decision to step away from the film as director was entirely Spielberg's. Really? So I almost I wonder. I mean, I probably don't play him. If he looks at this not. script and was like, yeah, someone else could do this one. Yeah, pro- I mean, probably. <laughs> I'll be a producer. Just uh, call me if you got questions or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he, he is EP for this. He is, yes. Yeah. Uh, so on something that we didn't hit on prior to that I'm sure we'll talk about in Spectacle uh, the de-aging was actually pretty good, I thought. It, it actually quite. It was. it was. So I almost brought it up a couple times, but then I was like, is that spoilery? I don't right. know. So, so yeah. This is, this is an interview from all the way back in 2015. Again, if you want to know how long they've been working on this film. Mm. Uh, so Harrison Ford explained how the digital de-aging works. So they have, you know, AI program that goes through every single footage of film Lucasfilm owns mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. Ford in it, which of course that's a ton of films, not, not just yeah. Indiana Jones, including film that was never made, like, you know, stayed on the cutting floor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that didn't make it. So it takes that to create his face, mm-hmm. and then they basically paint dots on his face for it to match up to. Yeah. And because he has not gained a lot of weight, he hasn't really changed size, it fits very well. Yeah. Mm. And they have all these different samples they can pull from. Well, we need to light him from the left, from the right, from below. Mm-hmm. Like, they all have they have because they have so much film. Right. I, but, I mean, like, honestly, the de-aging looked quite good. I, I thought expected, it did pretty good. I expected I mean, it better than be Jeff Bridges from Tron. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, yeah. most yeah. things are. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have more trivia? Sorry. I, will, we'll I, I have it. a few other things. Well, let's jump into the de-aging, or the face real quick. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, to me, it was like there were definitely certain angles where it really worked. Mm-hmm. And then other times where he'd move his mouth and it would look it really would, weird. Yeah. Also, so, you can still hear the 80 year old old man voice. That, that's what I was going to bring up. So I've got a thing on that too. It's still, like, it's still Harrison Ford acting it. And he's like 80 years old. Well, like, so recently <laughs> they had a, uh, a Paul McCartney thing where they use an AI to like, you know, make voices mm-hmm. of people. And you know, the problem with, in case you don't know, with like the AI in the music industry is that it's like crazy accurate on certain voices mm-hmm. with certain styles of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Others, it's not. Really, anyone with a lot of dynamic range in their vocals, it just it's harder. Can't do it, yeah. Especially if you're trying to take, like, like people are out there taking, like, a um, Whitney Houston song and trying to make it sound like Ariana Grande. Song, yeah. You know, yeah, saying it's using a struggle AI, there, yeah. Right? And with this Paul McCartney song, they took a, a song, a track off his newest album, mm-hmm. but they used AI to make him sound like he used to during oh, like the Beatles. Like the 60s, oh, yeah. weird. And because it's less of a jump to go from old McCartney to young McCartney than it is from like Whitney Houston to mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, it sounds great. Incredible. Yeah. It sounds just like Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And so I was the whole time going like, Thought why they didn't they that? just yeah. do that with Harrison Ford's voice of like, <laughs> you have samples of his voice, just like you samples, have pictures. Yeah. yeah. Like just cause like every now and then he'd say something. And I'm like, he sounds like he's about to take a nap. <laughs> he looks like a young man. No, to me, this is the last thing I'll say about the de-aging on the face. Right. Oh, really no, well done. Spectacle. We have time to talk about that. Though. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll table. So it. just hold on. I want to see. I want to see what opinions. <laughs> I'm going to forget this point now. I I'll never forgive you. What for opinions this this elicits from the crowd when I bring it up? Okay. So John Williams has stated that a new ending had to be shot. Now I don't know if that's like the final in the apartment scene or like the actual like the ending yeah, ending back in time so, scene. Yeah. What's or, crazy is James Mangold has come out and refuted that and said no. And so it's like, who do you believe? <laughs> I'm. 
Don't know. That's a good question, actually, because yeah. he says he had to compose new mm, scores right. for that piece. Yeah. So I, I don't know, because when I watched the ending, Kathleen I was like, Kennedy's man, Kennedy's just over there the just trying to, trying to punch John Williams and Mangles. Like, you figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put their cigarette out on their scripts. Yeah. Why should keep doing this? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is out there? There's not a ton of trivia just because it's brand new. It's film. brand new. Yeah. Um, you need to have like post interviews and that kind of stuff for like a lot of like, yeah, you the, need some, the trivia you need some time, to come or, up. Or you need them to figure out what their story is going to be about was an ending reshot and they come out and give <laughs> us an actual. Uh, or if there'd been a lot of like false starts, there would probably be some more trivia. But yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of with that, like, you know, again, Spielberg was originally set to direct, right? Yeah. So Harrison was talking about the de aging process in 2015. Right? Yeah. Spielberg stepped down in 2020. So there oh, was wow. pre production and stuff done yeah. prior to this that had Spielberg. Huh. Hmm. In it, and that's on, interesting because he he hasn't really. I mean, like he's done other stuff since then, like since yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah, it's not like, like he's, he had the it, Fablemans. Fablemans yeah. yeah, it's not like he retired or something. Yeah, but interesting. Um, he either he must have had a big falling out, maybe with Kathleen or just Disney in general. Because he, it's not he started Paramount talking anymore. to George, and he's just like, "Man, I can't handle this." It could have <laughs> just been that he was like loosely attached, and it was assumed he would direct it, and he was like, "Uh, well, we'll see what happens," yeah. and then like. Because that's the thing, I've, I've, I can't remember which director it was, but there was somebody who, like, in Hollywood a lot of times, there would be, like, a soft yes, mm-hmm. like a conversation of, like, like yeah, I, I would do that. Would you be interested in directing something? And they'd be like, well, yeah. And then they leak it, the person yeah. asking leaks it to the Hollywood reporter, and now it's, like, out there. And then uh-huh. when they eventually come to terms and start talking, they're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be a part of this. It's like, they dropped out of the project. It's like, well, hold on. Like, <laughs> it was never, like, I didn't sign a contract. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't know what his involvement yeah. 100% was, but mm-hmm. he definitely exited the running. Yes. Yeah. So here, this is just a weird quirk here. Every odd-numbered Indiana Jones film has featured Nazis as the antagonist. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. And yeah. had Sala as Indy's sidekick. Yes, that, that which is also I actually felt like that was a – we'll get into this in plot. That was a big missed opportunity to not have him – because their dynamic is still great. Yes. The yeah. comedy with them was there. The mm-hmm. interplay was there. Like, I really was ready for him to go with him. Yeah. Or show up later, like, in Tangiers to mm-hmm. help out or something. And then mm-hmm. it just didn't happen. I was kind of disappointed. Is, is John Reese Davies' health, like, pretty good? Maybe there was, like, an issue with, like... Uh, that I don't know. He may not know. have been yeah. able to, like, be a part of a lot of it. But they yeah. were like, we got him for, you know, mm-hmm. Got him day. for a bit. Well, because he, yeah. he had wanted to come back for Crystal Skull. And they had mm-hmm. offered him to be in the wedding, just as in the a, wedding scene cameo. in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, nah, it's not... Like, like that's not what people want out of that. That'd be character. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, uh, where this one, he actually has plot relevance. Yeah, you know, you know. So, I mean, it does. Like, I liked his inclusion in the film. I just wish it was a little bit more. I wish they'd I, done I like, more yeah, with it. Yeah. I like his character. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Spectacle. Let's talk let's, about. Let's get it. in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right, all right, Ryan. Here's your chance. What was that? D. I forgot point? what I was going to say. Yeah, that's why. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> get wrecked. So. Uh, yeah, to me, the thing with the de-aging mm-hmm. that they need to do, they need to institute across the board with every movie, use less of it. Yeah. Just shoot the character from the back. Show him from an angle. Like why, they, they are obsessed with, like, we have to have these close-ups full on their face, face full yeah. face, in multiple, mul- like, we, let's just shoot it like we would do a normal movie, mm-hmm. and then we'll just replace it. And for me, that's where it breaks. It's like when they first take the bag off his head, it looks perfect. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, this looks really good. Then he starts talking, you're like, oh, this looks pretty good. Then he says some word and kind of turns to the side, and I go, oh, Uncanny Valley. <laughs> you know, and then it's like we go to the next scene and it's yeah. like, OK, he looked at the camera and said one word. It looked fine. Then he kept talking on Canny Valley. 
Well, yeah. and well, I think the whole reason why that entire sequence was shot at night was to hide a lot of hide the Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. So for me, same same idea, right? In yeah. Rogue One, when they have Tarkin. Tarkin with Peter Cushing, and they do the reflection. I was like, I was oh, like this is that's genius. so clever. Yeah. That's such a good way to get around this. And then he just turned around. I was like, oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a character. Got it. It's yeah. Here. Then he turns and looks at the, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were doing so well. That was so yeah. clever to just have his reflection or like you only see Leia from the back. And we know because it's iconic. Gown yeah. that she's in, nope, you she's know? just nope. She's just gonna turn around. I was like, all right, well, just the plasticky nineteen-year-old Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like at the <laughs> that time, was really the eyes on that oh, one. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but I thought, I thought then. Oh, they've like they figured it out. They they have the answer here. Oh, do a do a reflection. Yeah. Do it from the back. No, no. Full on face. I was the same way in the theater. I was like, that's perfect. You'll never see. Like, you can tell it you looks can, like You him. know exactly who it is. Like, and everyone just, like, knows. Turns and dead barrels the camera, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought Cushing was actually fine in that. His but, was fine. But well, at his least face with Carrie is so Fisher. crazy that you could you actually have texture detail there yeah. that yeah. works. Whereas Carrie Fisher, just again, porcelain a doll. smooth 19 year yeah. old, like, you know, she had great complexion. Easy. And it just looks like, it looks like you could take your finger to squeak. Yeah. Right off that plaque. <laughs> well, and, and, and at least Carrie Fisher was alive whenever they, they asked her if she, if that she would be okay yeah, also, with that. Also, sure. we get into the uncanny valley, which obviously with Harrison Ford, we don't have that problem. He was there. Yeah, he was there. He, yeah, uh, that's, he acted That's it. a different kind of, you know, black mirror zone of, yeah. well, we got to force this, this person's <laughs> likeness to act for right. us. Right. eternity. In terms of that opening scene, I thought it was great in terms of, the, the overall feel of it, it, it felt, felt like an Indiana like Jones it, movie. It felt, it felt like a Spielberg kind of action scene, yeah. particularly on the train, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. The motorcycle, uh, jumping from the car to the motorcycle, uh, a lot of that felt kind of, again, it was almost too like much. too much yeah. for an Indiana Jones movie of like that, like the well, leap and like the, the thing that, okay, this is actually, and the, the surviving the bomb too, that was kind of like, oh, he's just bomb proof. Everyone else died. Like, okay. Well, so this he was, was hanging above the floor and everyone was on the floor. Yeah, I guess. So this was <laughs> Shrapnel actually, doesn't hit this high, just this high. Th- this is more of a plot issue, but mm-hmm. it bothers me that he's, you know, transporting, you know, these two uh, clearly like officers or whatever for the German military. Yeah. And he just, the, like, go. like, well, not even, no, not even that. Okay. It's like, the second that he starts like it, like you know, like going off the rails and trying to get to the train, and clearly like like this is not the plan, like what the plan is. Yeah. Both of those officers have sidearms. Yeah, they just rode with it. You are you are in an active military zone. There's a zero percent chance that you don't have a sidearm. Yeah, right. I, see, well, I, I you shoot the guy driving your car, and then I mean, now your car is careening off officer, the cliff. Yeah, probably. Wow. No. Yeah, I don't think you just kill the person I mean, driving you shoot the him car. In the shoulder or something. You at least put the put even then, like, put your gun oh, up to the back dead. and be like, get back on the road. Yeah, like like both of these guys have yeah. sidearms. Like, yeah, that was weird. Well, maybe they assumed the people on the motorcycles were the bad guys. This guy's the hero. He's, He's trying to save, save us from uh, these saboteurs uh, outside yeah. the car. I mean, that's actually fair. Like, okay, that, that's a fair point. Yeah, maybe they're like, yes. Run them off the road. What are they do? Who are they? What's happening? What's Did what? I miss a memo? This, this, yeah. <laughs> Did I miss a telegram? Yeah. Flip it through his telegram. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, so for me, the action sequence, like like the way it was done and how it felt, yeah. was very Spielberg, very classic Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, it being at night, again, probably a CGI kind of cover up the seams yeah. move, which made me sad. I really wanted to, to get a better feel for some yeah. of those. Or like, it felt like too, they almost... Put when when they are on top of the train, they put like a ton of smoke up there, mm-hmm. just to be like, okay, let's just kind of hide the fact that you're just standing on a green floor, in yeah. a green room. Yeah, they're definitely. It feels to me like what would have been a better way to execute it would have been to get an actor 
roughly the same size and build as young Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. put the dots on his face. Yeah. And, you know, put him on top of an actual train, put him on a real Let's train. Yeah. yeah. And then again, don't shoot it where you can see his face in every shot. Do a few, do like mm-hmm. some key shots where like he looks up and puts the hat back on yeah. or something. Yeah. Have like your hero moments. But other than that, sh- obscure it with angles. Well, and also, you know, so we get actual practical if you do, train. If you do that moment, right. Where he tips the hat down into his hand and then puts it on his head and he yeah. starts to look up and you get maybe like the glint of the eyes. And then it's dun, 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 dun. Yeah. like you've already achieved everything you need to do in right Indiana there. Jones film. You're done. Like yeah. You're set. Yeah. Uh, so my, and I wonder, I was going to throw this in front of y'all. So talking about the de-aging process, right? It's pulling mm-hmm. all these, all this footage of Harrison Ford from Lucasfilm Productions, right? Yeah. I wonder if that was also where part of the issue was because it felt like the lighting was off in every scene. And I wonder if that is the contrast of like a Spielberg or a Lucas lighting versus Mangold's setup and lighting that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, throughout lots of parts of the film, I felt like scenes were just lit odd not in a way where i was like oh that's bad or or but also sometimes i can't see it but it was almost like it obscured the action i wanted to be watching or mm-hmm. it hid it like hid the main well, focal point that i was trying to see the way i was reading a lot of that with the lighting was that it was because it was shot on a green screen in a Probably. lot of those scenes mm-hmm. and they were trying to make it look like natural lighting yeah not movie lighting to, to make the yeah. scene feel like it's not CG, but then ironically made it more like more, CG. More obviously, so, some, some part of your, you know, your lizard brain. So one of the, one of the big, like the big, I think the big set piece, like big action set piece is the tuk-tuk chase mm-hmm. in Tangier. Which is such yeah. a great concept in of itself. It We're going to have a chase, like we've done motorcycles, we've done trains, we've done planes, right. let's and, do tuk-tuks. Cool. Yeah, and yeah, like, it and like it was fine. But it was one of those things where there was so much going on there were way too yeah. that I couldn't understand where where they were, the the mm. logistics of like uh, essentially Tangier of like how they could catch up to this car that they that clearly had like a good a good lead on like them. Yeah. two minute lead on the multiple times. If they could have done like a drone shot or something to just show that like, oh, yeah, yeah like, it's like switchbacks or, or whatever. Yeah. Or he like looks through a market and it's like, I've got to go, you know, like yeah. this is the way to cut across, you know. And I did like the the kind of addition of essentially having the same kind of Hong Kong car chase with short round yeah. analog um, in um, Toby. Temple of Doom. Teddy? Uh, Teddy, 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 Teddy. Teddy. Oh Toby. yeah, yeah. Toby McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as as Teddy, and I actually liked his character. But we'll get into that. Um, yeah, further down the line. Yeah. 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 But the like, it was one of those things where it's like, I was excited for that chase because I'm like, oh, here it is. Yeah. And then it takes someone a little bit too long to get started because then you had to introduce like, I guess. Helena's jilted um, lover, yeah, jilted lover, yeah. whatever, yeah, and that uh, felt which, like an extra wrinkle that we didn't. Well, we it's didn't kinda, need. It's kind of like they kept, they kept trying to establish that she's up to shady stuff, and it's like, but we we already know this. Yeah, like, yeah. we've established this over and over and over. This they were point. trying to really drive home of like she's how a terrible in, person, in depth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she is with stuff. Which but, again, if you're like, hey, this is one of our main characters, she's a terrible person. She's a terrible person. She's a terrible person. Again, that's yeah. just plot stuff. But like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm so like, root for her. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of tell don't show in yeah. this, and yeah. that was one of those scenes where it's like, okay, we know that the chase is going to happen, and it's just like it's just kind of taking a long time to get there. And yeah. then when it did happen, I still like had no idea. Like, did those people just die? Did they get shot? I don't know. Yeah, what what car are they on now? To me, like, it felt like the the scene ironically, it was a little too fast. Mm-hmm. Yes. They should have slowed it down a little bit, and then, like, the speed of the tuk-tuks well, themselves. Because you then, just don't have, like, the clarity that you have with, like, a Spielberg film. 
Right. And that, yeah. that's well, kind of where, where I've been hammering down. The second down. thing with the clarity is it's, I don't even know if it's clarity. It's the, the camera movements, the swings mm-hmm. are too drastic, like yeah. in a circular motion well, around the tuk-tuks if, instead of just like riding with it. Yeah. But yeah. again, I think this is a huge difference between shooting that practically mm-hmm. and, and shooting CGI. it CG, yeah. with CG. Well, not to, it's, it's that trap you fall into of like, we can move the camera anywhere. anywhere you know, yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Not to reach into the Wayback Machine, but go back to Last Crusade, right? And mm-hmm. we have, let's say, the initial train chase, right? It's mm-hmm. very, again, it's trains on tracks. It's very linear. You, yeah. you know where things move. You go to like the tank scene at the end yeah. and they establish very firmly at the start of that sequence how the convoy's laid out, what it looks like, where pieces are, mm-hmm. yeah. and you like you can follow the bits of well, there's a there should be a truck coming up with you know more Nazi soldiers to yeah. jump on the tank, like all those fit. Whereas this, it was just like I took everyone told me to go left, I turned right, and we pop out, and the car's here. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how? Where? Why? So, and then we'll just, we'll fast forward in the film mm-hmm. um, to the underwater scene. I couldn't understand anything that was I happening no in there. Like, no, no the idea. When they're going down. They're down in the yeah. Uh, yeah. When Zorro is taking him down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That crap. Yeah. I saw him and I was like, boy, you look familiar. It's like Antonio Banderas. Well, the oh. second he said something, like, <gasps> well, when he says indie, I was like, wait, cause in the trailer, I thought it was Nathan Fillion. And I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, wait, that's not Nathan Fillion. Who is that? And then when he gets up, I was like, that's Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's he going to do in this movie? Oh, nothing. die immediately. Absolutely nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. But yeah, so like I couldn't understand anything that was happening underwater. Just I just like yeah, you couldn't. I kind of really just tuned tell out because I'm like, who was who? I, th- I think that they found the thing. I don't know. Oh, see, I was I, I didn't have any trouble with that. Oh, one. I couldn't see it. Oh, I, it was not that dark in my theater. No, I, on that one, one I couldn't see anything. Two, like the like they they made it very clear. Hey, you're sta- you're attached to the surface with lines. Yeah, and they're like, just climb through this thing any way you want, any direction. Y'all are crisscrossing left and right. Yeah, like yeah. at this point, y'all are such a tangled mess of wires. Everyone's just like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you <laughs> but, just died out here. But then fast forward again, we'll go um, to the, like, whenever they actually go in the in the B-72. No. That is not a B-7. What? I don't, I don't know what, what kind of that plane was. That's an airplane. doesn't matter. That was a German bomber. It was like a Heinkel or something. I think. Oh, okay. You're a Heinkel. I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, with bombers. So anyways, they go through the Heinkel in the middle of the air, and they go back in time. Yeah, yeah. So That's they go the back Heinkel. in time. Um, and... <laughs> Honestly, like the Roman, um, the Roman siege honestly looked fine to me. It was fine. It was actually, that was kind of cool. I liked the, the seeing that happen underneath them, uh, everything to get there. And then, Hey, what do you know? It's a Heinkel one, Heinkel 111. Nailed it. Uh, German bomber, just say Heinkel, you'll be fine. German bomber. Um, <laughs> Heinkel, nice to meet but, you. But yeah, like honestly, <laughs> like the, the siege looked pretty good. Like, yeah, it, I yeah, thought that fun. whole sequence wasn't bad looking. It was the dark, rainy plane ride leading up to it that mm-hmm. was again kind of Terrible. a little too dark and kind of like we're trying to obscure it with rain and, and darkness yeah. to like hide our CG. And then they go through that big Heinkel hole and then mm-hmm. Heinkel hole. hole. <laughs> that was a sky butthole. Like that was my wife leaned over to me and said, What's with the butthole in the sky? <laughs> well, clearly. It's a time fissure, <laughs> which is interesting. At least they didn't go. <laughs> 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 like through it or they kind of did because they all they got kind of they kind of popped out of it on the other end. And they could they lost their engines or whatever, which is again yeah. another what's going on oh. here. <laughs> Our <laughs> engines are based off of time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to spectacle. Or so we are talking. We're in the middle of it, baby. Performance. Okay, yeah. Unless we have anything else that we wanted to add. No, no I, I think, I think we're, we're touching on plot with a lot of this. So yeah. We need to start moving. Yeah. Uh, performance, I, I thought just about everybody did really good. I think the biggest problem was there were what, so what many did people you have to work with? Und- underserved yeah. by the yeah. content. Mm-hmm. 
And on top of that, kind of like, I don't know, underserved by the plot. Like another example that like, um, uh, her name is Seanette Renee Wilson. She played the, uh, African-American oh, CIA, CIA officer. The CIA mm-hmm. agent. Yeah. yeah. I thought when she popped up on the screen, I was like, okay, what's this? And then yeah. you realize she's CIA and I'm like, oh, where's this movie going to go? Like a lot of convoluted stuff happening here. And, yeah. then, mm-hmm. no. and I was like, are we going to have like a CIA agent in Indy like team up and like yeah. do a thing? You yeah, know? And then she just cool dies stuff. and you're like, oh man. <laughs> so my biggest issue with the performance is, and we already kind of touched on this multiple times here, is there's too many sidekicks. Yeah. If, a lot you of got, sidekicks. if we had Teddy throughout as the sidekick or Sala or I don't even remember Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas's, but yeah. pick one of them and stick with it. You know, like in, in other Indiana Jones films, we got Mutt, we got Short Round, we got Sala. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like we don't try to stuff too many other side right. characters in there. Well, cause you also had uh, Toby Jones as uh Basil Shaw yeah. in the opening. Yeah. Which I actually liked him. He was I, good. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. But like at the same time, we need one of these so that we can have time to build up interplay with mm-hmm. them and either take the story somewhere or and turn it with them. We just yeah. we just get this mean, terrible person that's just talking at Indiana Jones the entire Yeah, and time then they're like, Hey, here's our here's Helena. our other main character. You should uh you should root for her. It's like, okay, well give me a reason to root for her. And please. there is no reason to root it's, for her. It's not like she did a bad job. It's no. not like she was put on a bad performance. It's just no. what she was given. And honestly, like what basically everyone was given was just kind of mediocre. Yeah. And sometimes they kind of you know rose above it a little and sometimes it just kinda of hit it flat mm-hmm. line. Yeah, so for um for Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the final scene whenever they're in Sicily and, th- like, she's basically trying to, like, plead with um, Indiana Jones to, like, go back and not just, like, die in, yeah, you know, 2013 yeah. B.C. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that whole thing, I was like, ooh, ooh, this is, where, where was this, like, the entire yeah, yeah, film? Yeah, it was just for the whole film. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like, she's showing genuine emotion. and like oh, yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. Well, they, didn't, they didn't really give us a good reason for that turn. Mm-hmm. So, and this is, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. It didn't make plot. sense yeah. just for her character, but for but acting, like, for acting, I was like, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, like, I'm feeling the something thing is, here. She can act. It's just, I feel like she's never given. Yeah. Good she's material. Not the, the problem with her character and what they gave her. And this is again, she did great with what she was given. Like mm-hmm. so many times it's like, she's supposed to be, I think the comedic relief like we're supposed to be endeared bit? by something yeah. she does as like, Oh, you scam. Like, oh yeah. You're so silly. Initially, like, you know, she's, she's in his classroom mm-hmm. and she's kind of like this, the, the, the guys of like this wide eyed yeah. admirer. And you're like, okay, this is going to be an interesting dynamic. And then it sw- twists and you're like, Oh, this is kind of like Marion from mm-hmm. Raiders. Being like she's bar. like, I'm going to do whatever it yeah. takes. I, I'm, I'm so, you know, like burnt out from yeah. my father being an adventurer mm-hmm. and all this. Like, I'm just going to be on the black market, just like Marion in the yeah. front of Raiders, you know, yep. just selling stuff yep. to the highest bidder. And I was like, okay, let's get into this, you know? And then she kind of evolves from that into just a really, like she never has the same, I guess, moments of levity and joking around yeah. with, with Indy that like, uh, Karen Allen as Marion had in like the yeah. other like well, in Raiders. So the big thing here is though is that just from a plot perspective, like she's the goddaughter. You can't have a, a romantic. No, any I didn't kind mean romantic. I just mean like well, the interplay. Well, well, no, but like, no. yeah. the reason why a lot of that happened was because back then, like you had love interests yeah, also bit of involved in there. there. Yeah. So there's some tension where you can't have any of that tension here. So now you have you have to rely on 
the the initial like character personalities, and she just has a terrible personality. Well, I was gonna say the the other problem to me is that like with Marion, at least at no point did I feel like oh this Marion's a scoundrel. She's really not a good person. Like yeah. I thought oh she's you know she's selling she's herself doing, on the doing, doing her own on yeah. her own path. With this yeah. girl, uh, halfway through the movie, I was like she's just a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, so I'm really sad that Antonio Banderas was just basically got killed almost immediately because I was like, oh, he'd be a great sidekick for like, yeah. like as kind of like keep moving on because, oh, his crew got killed, you know, so mm-hmm. now like he's got no one else. So now he's got to, you know, get back at the Germans. Yeah. And, well, and he's just a great actor in general. Yeah, so you yeah. want to see him on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you realize, oh, yeah, there he is. Like, and now he's dead. Yep. <sighs> uh, I did like um, Ethan Isidore, who's Teddy. Uh, I liked him. Like, I liked just that character. As the I liked kick. his performance. Yeah, I didn't too much love what they did with his character necessarily. We'll get into that with yeah, plot. Yeah, plot. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a whole different. That's the theme of almost every character every in this movie for me, though. So, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone got up there and just like laid a stinker on screen. It's no, just, no, they no, weren't no, no. given a whole lot to start with. Mads Mikkelsen out here doing just God's work. Like, <laughs> man, they, this guy again. As soon as you see Mads Mikkelsen as a villain, like, oh yeah, this is. Dude, why is where is Matt? Why are you not on screen more? What, co- I know. Give me, let's let's monologue a little bit. Let's get a little little chit chat going here. Let's, uh, yeah. let's sound superior to people. No, no, he's just off screen doing whatever. Yeah. What? So we need to. Uh, we also need to mention Karen Allen because she does have a cameo at the end yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And you always know, nice. To see always her nice show to up. see her on there. And it's it was a little um, too much emotional terrorism that they that they use at the end. It was a little, yeah. But because I I definitely teared up, but not because of the film, just because of all the history that they've had. And sure. I'm like, oh come on, why do you got to do this yeah. to me right now? Well, yeah. I like I didn't if, like this. Film. If they did have reshoots, <laughs> that probably may have been one of the things yeah. they like yeah. added in. I like the little. So we talked a little bit about humor, right? Mm-hmm. The little bit of humor where they show you know like the at the start of the film mm-hmm. the. Um, Divorce papers. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. puts the the magnet over her face on the mirror on the thing. Yeah. And then when she's putting stuff in their groceries, he like casually moves it off of her face. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a really great small subtle piece that people like Harrison Ford and yeah. like they're gonna pull it off flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We needed more of that. Yeah. They needed more opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think too, like when Karen Allen popped up, like her her appearance and her stuff in Kingdom Skull mm-hmm. always felt weird and forced to me. Like mm-hmm. it was fine. It wasn't her performance necessarily. Yeah. It was just like it's just, it's just clunky writing. Clunky, yeah. Yeah. This felt natural, but mm-hmm. like like you're saying, like emotional terror. <laughs> but like her aesthetic, like the yeah. the sixties grandma, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this feels like Marion more than the Marion from uh, Crystal Skull, Skull yeah, did yeah. for sure. That one just felt like they were like, we got to have Karen Allen in this because mm-hmm. we're going to make Mud as kid. You know, like yeah. that felt like a weird like studio well, decision almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas but, this felt like that's where she would be in mm-hmm. the '60s. But um, yeah, no, it was definitely emotional terrorism when they they did the call back to <laughs> right. them on the on the boat and um, and like, oh, where does it hurt? And I'm like, oh, come on, you don't need to do this to me. I didn't like this film, like, and it didn't <laughs> it didn't feel as earned. You know, like yeah, yeah. Th- if they had addressed him and Karen Allen's split. You know, Marion split multiple times throughout the movie mm-hmm. instead of just said it in or, passing. Or if yeah. we've even gotten a little bit of Marion as a character, her own story throughout. Mm-hmm. Like she's somehow, like, I don't know, the CIA contacted her. Again, we're getting yeah. into rewriting the plot thing, but like <laughs> bring her more into the story so that when the two characters mm-hmm. meet again, it has more payoff, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's all plot related yeah. stuff. I think the only person, again, Boyd Holbrook, who did Kleber, I think he's the only person whose character was like written 
in a way that made him interesting, mm-hmm. and he executed it, and it's like, cool. I think he could have He's stayed the good, same no matter what version of movie the two, he had here. The two henchmen were kind of like your perfect quintessential Indiana Jones. You have the immovable rock, yeah. and then <laughs> a guy who's just trigger-happy, wants yeah. to kill everybody. It's the attitude that he has, though, as Claver, where he like shoots him, and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't have time for this. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just like yeah. very... Like, like that's interesting and different mm-hmm. and I want to see more of that yeah. you know and it's not the classic henchman thing of like I'm I'm gonna not shoot at the hero or whatever or, or, yeah. or he's in yeah. the back like hee 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 like yeah. sniggering along right. like he's gonna you know be do oh I'm gonna do evil it's just like no they're inconvenient man like we need to move he forward. was almost yeah. like sociopathic mm-hmm. yeah. he was like okay we haven't really seen this in an indie yeah. movie let's get into this no yeah. okay yep. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, okay right. fair enough so let's move on to the score the score. Uh, which jo- by John Williams, um, and he, this was his this was his final composing that mm-hmm. he's done. He is now 100 percent retired. Okay, just oh, now mad. was he retired before this, and they brought him out, or was this like a, uh, he just I, hadn't officially said I'm he's not, retired? I'm not entirely sure on that, but I know that he has stated that this was the last one that he was doing. Yeah, that, that makes me sad. Not not just because he's retiring, but also because this is what he's going out on. Yeah, it's not really the uh, like. That's the thing is like all John Williams music is good. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say that, it like, he is not a good composer because he's a phenomenal compu- composer. Possibly one of the best to ever live. Yeah. I'll say it. No, no, I don't disagree. It's just <laughs> one of Take those that things Beethoven. where <laughs> I, I feel that, oh, well, modern, modern yeah. composer. There we go. Uh, I'll but, say ever. <laughs> I, I'll do it. Calm down over I'll there. be brave. <laughs> Come at me, Mozart fans. What a take. Ooh. That's really good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so you have... This and I really feel that Disney has a very heavy hand at telling him what he can and can't like compose for it. Okay. So like, okay, the best way that I can describe, I can kind of like articulate it is the last time I remember him making a truly original soundtrack that was from an existing franchise that felt different mm-hmm. was 2015 Force Awakens. Like Ray's theme and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that soundtrack sounds so different than everything else that you know exactly what film it's from. Where mm-hmm. I don't, I couldn't tell you what any of his tracks are from in this film. Besides, it's just Indiana Jones. Yeah, but it's a brand new thing. Like I, no, I no, couldn't no, tell you either. Thing. But that's because no, I haven't listened I, and memorized the names of them. <laughs> I could have told you there are like there are at least three tracks in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that I could immediately call out. That they were from that film. They're pretty okay. distinct. I couldn't do that, but all right. Yeah. Where so, this one just doesn't have any distinctness to it. So I, I guess I'd have to re-listen to Crystal Skull's soundtrack because none of it stood out to me in Crystal so I Skull. Think, it's all good, yeah. but none of it, like to me, rung home like... The Adventures of Mutt. That's yeah. that's one of the big ones. That's a good I don't even know how that yeah. starts. I think the issue for me... We listened to it on the cast. It's, it didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> the issue for me is when you go back to, like, say, the prequels, right? Phantom Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, Lucas or whoever sits John Williams down and says, like, hey, we're going to have this scene where it's, you know, the Jedi battling the Sith over the fate mm-hmm. of how will Anakin turn out as a character, right? You know, duel the fates, right? And then John Williams John, sits them down. <laughs> John Williams, like, lights the piano on fire and just goes to town, he right? He pours gasoline yeah. on it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> he looks back. He goes, you might want to leave because <laughs> it's going to get wet and wild in here. For this one, it was almost like, you know, he and Mangold sat down and Mangold's like, well, you know, it's like... Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I can I can do that. I'm out like, of lighter fluid. Uh, let's see. There were no moments <laughs> where it was like, this is going to happen, and it's going to be this big sequence, and John Williams over there, like, take it notes, like, oh, yeah, I can you know, crank yeah. this one out. There mm-hmm. were no moments in a film for it that he could really score to where it was like, 
big turn, big emotion, big whatever yeah. that he can really get fired up for. And I felt like that really showed where it's like, is it Indiana Jones? Yes. Is it amazing, over the top? Incre- no, not really. It just kind of is. It's it's the score. It's maybe the best part of the film. It, it definitely that's is the not, best part of the that's film. That's not saying a whole lot yeah. because most of the film is pretty, again, flatlined. To me, there, yeah. there were multiple scenes where I was watching the movie and I was like, kind of bored. But I was like, man, this music, all right. Yeah, you the know, music's good. I was like uh-huh. listening to it going, like, like okay. The, the tuk-tuk chase that, that we had playing in the background break. during the ad break, is it's a great track. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it is very reminiscent of Indiana Jones. It's in an Indiana Jones film. That's exactly what you're asking yeah. for. But it's just one of those things where, like, even though I, like, just because we just did a recency bias, we know that that is what it's from. Yeah. If I listened to that on my soundtrack just during the week, I'd be like, what part of Raiders of the Lost Ark is this in? Like, that. that's kind of, like, where my mind goes for it, where, like, if I listen to, you know, I'll say, like, Race theme, I'm like, Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I would say there's there's tracks on, you know, Last Crusade that sound like they could have been no. on other... Oh, yeah. No. There's definitely two or three that mm-hmm. are definitely, like, just... They don't sound like... No, granted, I mean, I've listened to yeah. these for, you know... Over decades two decades at now at yeah. this point. Sure. Where that that presents a level of no, bias. It, it does, yeah. <laughs> like, but that's the thing, is like I can I can definitely call out specific like this is a Raiders track, this is a Last Crusade track, this is Temple of Doom, whatever. Right. But that's just one of those things where it's like they, they do actually have unique kind of bits in there. And there were a lot of callbacks that he used in this soundtrack that were very reminiscent of Last Crusade. Right. There was a lot of Particularly because of the Germans, so anytime the Germans, yeah, would be I was going to say the Germans like, when they there's appeared, there's a lot of like yeah. motifs that came back, particularly from the tank chase in uh, Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah, which I mean, like that's the thing is like the soundtrack is good. Yeah, like we're I'm not saying that the soundtrack is bad. I'm just saying that there's not there's not enough there for it to feel like it's a whole new soundtrack. Well, well, it kind of feels like yeah. this is a composer who's either retired or retiring, mm-hmm. making, you know, one last hurrah, but he didn't really have the whole, like, I'm going to ride off in the sunset with a bang attitude to it. You know what I mean? Probably like, just, say, yeah. I just don't think they gave him Probably enough not. leeway because they because of how critically um, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was received that mm-hmm. I think that they felt that even though it made a ton of money, Disney really sure, like that, tightened the screws yeah, on like, this. Yeah, they we really needed to be a true success. We needed to go back to form, and they still didn't. But because of that, <laughs> they they really just you know tight fisted a lot of yeah. the production part of it to where he couldn't get creative with it. Well, I wonder too, like with with Williams, if he likes to score to the finished or to see like the scenes Mm -hmm. because a lot of composers do that and I'm sure it goes back and forth on depending on the film but like maybe they didn't have a lot of scenes finished because they were all previs because most of them were CG and so that's a difference than seeing an actual Mm -hmm. cut and trying to score to it and stuff you know yeah because because I definitely feel that there's a lot of particularly in the older films like you have good punctuation because he scored it to the to actual, the actual film, yeah. where yeah. this is like, well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have this, this, and this in here, but you, we don't have it done yet, so you can't really see anything, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't know. We're we're you know postulating yeah, what could com- have happened yeah, this here. Complete speculation. Yeah, and I haven't listened to the soundtrack by itself since I watched. The I haven't movie had time Friday. Yeah, yeah so I don't, I can't sit here and be like it's a perfect soundtrack. Right? I'm not yeah. trying to like do that, but I, I I will say that I definitely at multiple points in the movie. Mm-hmm. Was like, ooh, the song. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like, like again, yeah, the music's still the great. Music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. So okay. let's move on to the plot. Oh which boy, is buckle up. Something, it's everywhere <laughs> and nowhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and just 
pull out um, two things or three things that uh, I found very hilarious. Okay. So when they're going through the um, the ear of Dionysus or whatever in the cave, and they go through ear the little Di- ear of Dionysus. Yeah. Yeah. They go through the little tunnel that has all the bugs. Mm-hmm. Which you know, obviously, that's call back to um, Temple of Doom. Sure, yeah. that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Then Germans come through. No bugs on them. No problem. Whatever. Well, they all the bugs away. Yeah. Then <laughs> whenever they they break the bridge with Teddy trying to like basically save himself, he goes into the river, and um, then kills the kills the dude. Yeah. Big dude. And then whenever they're going back, bridge is still there. Totally fine. They just walk right. Oh, over I didn't it. even catch that. Yeah, they walk the over whole, the like, same bridge. The whole yeah yeah the whole area. It felt like. Hey, there's one path here. You can only take one path. And then Teddy's just like, hey, there's a whole, like, other route back yeah. here. You can take and go wherever you want. And it was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, so then the other the other thing is, too, um, the bad guys were using Mac 11 submachine guns mm-hmm. during the 60s. Those weren't even made until 1972. Oh, like um, the Uzis? Yeah. I was wondering about that because that one dude held one up, and I was like, I— I don't know enough about the history of the Uzi, but I feel like we would have been using them in the 60s Nin- if they had them yeah, in the 60s. 1970s was when they were made. Okay. Uh, and then... So it's like, this is like the prototype version that he got a hold of somehow. I guess, yeah. yeah. If but, they just had to... What the way out, I just made a new gun! <laughs> we're using it real quick. So the... But the biggest issue, and I, I can't remember what we review, but I also brought this up mm-hmm. then where when you have these historical things that have existed for thousands of years, yeah. the longer that they the longer that you go through in modern time. So yeah. like, we'll say 1930s to 1960, which is when this is yeah. the, 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 the higher chance that this stuff is going to already have been discovered because these people have technology. They can go through, they can, they can go and explore that have been here for thousands of years. Right. Are you talking about like artifacts and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you have this, I guess, seemingly very short, like climb for them to go in this cave. Yeah, maybe, and then maybe just, the guns were meant to be Mac tens. It said, I don't know. It said Mac eleven, but when anyways, you were looking them up, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, when was the Mac ten made? Sixty four. Six, yeah, that's oh, why okay. I was going to lean for like it was the, <laughs> the the predecessor, so it would have been out. Yeah, either way, gotcha. but yeah. So so we had this incredibly short climb for you know two people that are not you know physically like prime, right? Sure, uh-huh. they can just climb right up, and then they're just walking, right? Yeah. So then like. Has no one else that Gone has ever been in this cave? No one else made it through the bug tunnel. But even, the, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so. There's these questions that, like, the longer this exists, especially when there's tourism involved, like, yeah. no one has tried to climb up this, like, in at, at all ever. Yeah, and, well, you, and then you like because it it seems like a very easy way to just get to the tomb of um, Archimedes. Well, because at least <laughs> with like yeah, like Last Crusade, it's like out in the middle of like. Nowhere. It's terrible un- desert. Un- unknown. Like, you, you have a map to get there, but you have to know the starting city, and no one knows the starting city. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, also with this, when they do the, the dive, right? And it's like, well, the sponge diver found this item in a wrecked Roman boat. Yeah. And then the other part of the boat is off the shelf. It's like, well, y'all have had the technology to get down to this. Yeah. And, like, we know, like, other people know where this is found. So mm-hmm. why have other people not, like, why have we already not been down to this Well, site? so yeah. I, I was waiting because, you know, he said, basically don't go under for more than three minutes and you'll kind of avoid wait, the waiting for that to be a thing. I was like, okay, that's why no one has gone down mm-hmm. far enough right here. They're about to go past three minutes to, yeah, you know, to, to get to it, what yeah. this is. And then how are they going to get out of that? No, no, no. 
just, they just go down and <laughs> just then they, Nazis. They just, get the thing, the one thing. The one thing. Yeah, I was like, oh man, how are they going to find? Oh, it's just that big box that looks exactly <laughs> like an artifact that's right in the middle that the skeleton's holding. <laughs> you know? Well, so I thought that they were. The, the other thing is, like, there's also questions of, like, how did. Um, uh, the Germans know that that was like the location in the Adriatic Sea that they would be at without knowing right. where, where they'd be at. There's some plot conveniences there. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. I, sorry, I, I'm, I don't yeah. want to knock on it too much, but, no. but well, those are my first initial thoughts. I, I, I was going to dial it more into like characterizations of people. So like we've already had Han Solo as a grumpy bad father who regrets how he wasn't a good father. Now we've got <laughs> grumpy Indiana Jones as a bad oh. father who regrets how he was as a father. Like yeah. so, so I have I have something on that. Okay. Well, not really trivia, <laughs> but okay. So uh, Crystal Skull was takes place in 1957. Right. Okay. Mutt was 19 in that film, like as a character. Okay. Okay. So uh, clearly, like, you know, he um, goes into the military at some point. Yeah. And the military doesn't recruit people or army doesn't recruit people until uh, or for the Vietnam War. Yeah. For the Vietnam War, 1965 is when we, the U.S., entered the yeah. Vietnam War. Right. So, so the draft would have been like, what, 66? Or did um, we do the draft immediately? Well, so he volunteered. Okay, so he could he could have volunteered as early as sixty five, which was he would have been twenty seven. Okay, at that point to to enter, it's getting up there. For, it's getting up there. Like thirty five is the cutoff for the army. As yeah, long but you can, a potentially not uncommon for someone to to sign up. Not terribly uncommon, yeah. but also, yeah, like, it's also possible that he signed up a year or two before, like during the Korean War, maybe. Well, well, no, Korean, no, Korean War was already done. But, yeah. but like he had already signed up just as a way to get out, and the war broke out. Well, he's one of the first ones sent over because yeah, he's, he's already trained. There. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that like basically early twenties, mid twenties is when he would have signed up and gone over to yeah, Vietnam I wasn't, War. I wasn't too worried about that. One. No, no, I don't think that's Mine, a, that's not a plot problem. I just wanted to get the timeline down because yeah. I was like, well, when did we enter the Vietnam War? Because like, oh, I had the same the thing. Because I was like, wait, would he have gone to the Korean War and yeah, died? Because no. I was like, he was night or like 19, you know, a teenager. Yeah. My thing is more of a like, his whole character from Crystal Skull was kind of like counterculture. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm not part of your system, old man. You know, kind <laughs> of thing. Enlist. Not the dude that I would peg to be like, oh, this guy's enlisting. Well, I you mean, know? you know, because um, Indiana Jones does state that he did it to get, like, to basically get at him, like, at Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, which is so, another, still, like, what? Yeah. That's an extreme measure to get back at your dad. <laughs> yeah, Just do was, your hair weird. You know? <laughs> <laughs> get a tattoo. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so that that's kind of, um, you know, that was just that, that uh, passing bar. thoughts mostly. So, I just so did the math me, beforehand. The thing that I expected that never really happened, right, was what's our turn for Helena as a character. When does she turn from being the scoundrel to being... Never. Whether it's going to be... <laughs> I guess when I, she punched him at the end. I like care for it. Indiana or, well, I just want to get back with the Nazis, right? Yeah. And I thought, I, honestly, I thought when they introduced Teddy, I was like, oh, they're going to kill this kid. Mm -hmm. like, that's or a something. bold move and that's going to get her more on board. And it just kind of, no, didn't happen. Yeah. She yeah. just kind of changed her mind at some point. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Like, they needed... There was just there was a more, missing character being yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happened, and the um, the bit where you know basically Antonio Banderas's character dies, and then they're on the boat, and she's all happy, and he's that like, "That was that was at least a good play where she yeah. like reveals the dynamite and whatever mm -hmm. else." 
Which, man, that, yeah. boat, that boat's tough. They just threw a stick of dynamite in the middle of that boat. Didn't sink. No kidding. Going. I was like, man, this, Antonio Banderas' boat is steel reinforced. <laughs> that like a rock, man. Yeah. Uh, so, but at least in the boat, like what, what you're saying, mm-hmm. like, it, like there's this moment of like, my friend just died. And he's yeah. like tearing up. That's where I feel like the plot did an okay job for uh-huh. Harrison Ford to mm-hmm. give him moments like talking about Mutt enlisting, yeah. even though it didn't make a lot of well, sense it, to me, like that Mutt would do that. But it it like an excuse well, to but that's emote. the thing. Yeah. What, what bothers me though is that they take those kind of emotional things that like okay, yeah, a lot of people didn't like Crystal Skull. They didn't sure. like Mud as a character, whatever. But yeah. those are still emotional character beats that you can utilize as mm-hmm. a narrative tool, and they just didn't do anything with it. It was it was talked about in passing. Like right. it just yeah. was was something that was so inconsequential to people like the audience that have been here for five films or right. four films at this point. And it's just like, I mean, even if you didn't like it, that's fine. But like, you can use that as emotional terrorism <laughs> to, <laughs> she, to like, it could have at least give you something, something about emotional C4 on me. Yeah. <laughs> His son could have come up a couple times yeah. until finally yeah. the scene on the boat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the reveal. Instead, yeah. they just don't do anything with it. Um, yeah. The other overall plot, not issue, but just like a, a man, low-hanging fruit that they didn't really do enough with was the 60s, the time mm-hmm. setting, uh-huh. right? Like, you have the parade. 69, too. Or 69, so, you know, yeah. like, you have the parade, mm-hmm. and then everyone's wearing, like, 60s clothing. Yeah. But really, other than him ye- yelling at some neighbors to turn down the Beatles song, there wasn't a lot that happened because it's the 60s. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for it to, like, or I was expecting it to, like, hinge a little more on the time period of, like, okay, what does an archaeological adventure look like in the sixties versus, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 30s, the thirties yeah. or forties, yeah. you know, yeah. like to your point, maybe they get there and of course someone's found it because tourism, yeah. <laughs> you know, and now they have to figure out like, okay, where did they go with this other dial? Mm-hmm. Some tourists walked off with it. Like, right. Oh, yeah. You know, put it in my pocket. So, something, I don't know. That's kind of a cheesy one, but like something that makes it like justifiable. Cause like, I love the, the dynamic of like, Indiana Jones is retiring as a professor. Uh-huh. No one cares about archaeology because we just went to the moon, right? Yeah. You know, like yep. that whole, like, you're a dinosaur, you're unnecessary. Mm-hmm. They didn't even really play into that enough to me. Like, we're, that, that could have been a theme. The future old man, not 2000 BC. Yeah, you know? you know, like that. In his class, people are, like, bored, and then they're all excited because the you Which know, astronauts I liked, are back. I like that flip because when we yeah. go back to the original trilogy, right, you know, his classroom is basically just a bunch of women staring at him because it's right. Harrison Ford in his prime who wouldn't yeah. be, you know. yeah. The, the you other, should see me de-aged is what he should have said. <laughs> the the other thing that that got me for the some of the plot was just the fact that whenever they go through the um, the time butthole, and <laughs> I hate that we're calling it, but I love it. <laughs> it looks like a butthole when they go through that. Mm-hmm. No one shoots at Teddy's, uh, or like no, like okay. no one tries to take well, down was, Teddy's plane. That was a whole right. other problem of just like guys, just. Yeah pull up a little yeah like they only reach so high you don't there's nothing that obligates you to be this low yeah beyond just yeah. wow look at all the roman soldiers i wonder yeah. what time period let's get a close at. look at them <laughs> yeah, uh, now i will say i did weird. like the actual plot contrivance of oh he didn't he didn't know about continental drift that was fine i thought like i actually like that just yeah. because you need to have some kind of answer to like why it's incorrect and i think that's actually a pretty fantastic well, I, okay so let's let's back this up, right? Sure. So our our main villain is a physicist. He, Correct. He helped put you know men on the. He, he's basically right? von Braun uh, Bizarro. Yeah. 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 So Bizarro Braun. Would he, there we would he not Braun. question 
we all boarded a plane to fly up to this butthole in the sky <laughs> to time travel. Would he not question, how does Archimedes reach this butthole in the sky if he wants to time travel? No. Right. No, because at that point, like, he just has to assume that, like, but, that he just figured also, it out. But also, actual question, if he actually time travels, how does he get up there no, to time travel? Well, no, but see, that's the thing, though. The whole bit at the end where he they has, he has it, yeah. the watch. No, well, he has the watch. Because, because of the time travel. Because right. of the time travel. Well, that, and they kind of made that point, like, oh, well, it was really a way to return, not a way to mm-hmm. to travel. But at the same time, again, I expected them to, like, go into a cave or whatever else, and that would be where it is. Because that would make yeah. way more sense for what can Archimedes reach on foot. Mm-hmm. Well, not, they didn't know, really develop a Da Vinci and get in the air. They didn't really explain either that, like, okay, so this time fissure... Does it pop up once every twenty years? Is it always no, present? They, they did talk about that. What they um, said, they, they, had, they, specific had, the, they date. had specific date that was like three days from now in his, or whatever. In his diary about yeah. like August twentieth, yeah, nineteen sixty nine. Then August twentieth, right 20th, before thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Thirty I years that part. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. they did at least a little bit with that, where it was like obviously there's some kind of schedule. Or so something. I was sitting there going like, how do they know when the time butthole yeah, appears? No, <laughs> yeah, no, they um, that was specifically like they actually did call that out. But it was in his notes? Yes. It was in... Um, yeah. um, um, Baz's. Not Baz. No. Um, um, uh, Shaw. Shaw. It was in Shaw's notes. Okay. And Vol- Voller knew about it. Um, Presumably? Because that's my thing. Is like, were they racing to it because they were running out of time? That's like, the thing. There, there's a, it's very convoluted in the sense of, like, we don't really know the, any kind of urgency here. It right. just kind of happens. And we're just like, well, I guess we're going through time now. So Got from it. a plot standpoint, that was, to me, yes. the weakness of, like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand the stakes of, like, this thing's closing. We got to hurry. Or, like, it's going to appear somewhere else on Earth in, like, five minutes. Or it's yeah, just they, here. They never we really found it. We're good. Established... For, for as much as this film really felt like they kind of wanted to be like, we're going to do the science film. Yeah. Like, we've done aliens. We've done religious things. We're going to do the science, science film. Mathematics. They never yeah. really sat down and explained to us the constraints and how the systems function well enough for us to look at and be like, oh, that's that can be a problem for our characters. Or, oh, they're going to need to solve this. They never really gave us enough back background information yeah. for the viewer to be like, tense about this moment or oh they're not in the right place or, you mm-hmm. know like that kind of right. thing they just didn't yeah. give us enough well so the other issue that I have with this and that's the thing it's like it was really weird because I didn't mind I didn't mind aliens in the crystal skull I didn't mind time travel in this congratulations but the, there's dozens of you well no that's fine <laughs> but the but that's the thing though both of these films go against the style of the original fantastical mysticism yeah. that the other the other three had where it's like yeah. there was always a way that you could kind of explain it in a sense of like well this would possibly be what it is instead of like oh we just time traveled well, so they, like they also kind yeah. of did like the uh, the Ryan Johnson subversion of expectations where we, they start you out with the spear of longinus. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like this is again, you know, Christianity related item. We're going to have some kind of magical effect. The Fuhrer is looking for it, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Oh no, it's just a replica was made in the last 50 years. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. What are we actually doing here, guys? <laughs> well, the, I think the, the way they did that though was good. Cause he's like, actually, this thing is the artifact we should be worried about. And they're like, I'm not going back to the fear and telling him that. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I thought that inter- that interaction, like, have you ever spoken to Hitler? <laughs> Cracked me up pretty good. Dude's not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> he's not going to accept this as an answer. So for me, the time travel was almost as big of a jump as the aliens. And it really me out. Yeah. Interesting. Not, not quite as bad. It didn't bother me. See, here's I, to me. So let me, let me get it out. Okay. 
to me, if do, this do was need, done, also, do we need to move into entertainment at this point. No, 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 no. no, no. We're, we're still, still we're still uh, heavily uh, in plot. Right, Steven, right. calm down, Get Turbo. Here, okay. <laughs> to me, it's like if this had happened similarly in an older Indiana Jones film, like one of the mm-hmm. first three. What would have happened is. Archimedes, uh, I can't remember that, that way they pronounced the name of the thing. The, the Antithecara. Antithecara. Yeah. Would have pointed to a place. It would have been like a cave, something Archimedes could have reached. They would have gotten there, narrowly stopped the Nazis, and it would have been like a doorway or like mm-hmm. a tear. And, like, and like you see Archimedes through the tear you and can then the see doorway through closes. It, and Indy wants to go in, and yes. she's like, no, 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 no. You will alter history. You will yeah. change the path. You cannot yes. mm-hmm. do that. And it would have been very much like the grail of let it go, Indiana, yeah. you know, type thing. And then he wouldn't have. Instead, we flew through a butthole in the sky into <laughs> – the past wrecked a plane. No one's found that, you know, uh, <laughs> that didn't alter time, I guess. It, it, like dug up Nazi uh, insignia out of yeah. the ser- wreckage of Syracuse. <laughs> like, what the? Right. And so like all the stuff that starts happening where he's like shooting Romans with machine guns and stuff. And I'm like, this is altering time. <laughs> and then like, you know, on, on the, uh, the tomb of Archimedes, it's got the birds with the, mm-hmm. the propellers and stuff. And I'm like, so wait. This is all always meant. It's always happen. meant to happen. Yeah. So then when he was a, trying yeah. to stay, I was like, I don't know. Like, does he just see? Does stay he just here? stay? Because yeah. I guess it's already happened. Because the the tomb. Mm-hmm. So anyway, for so, me, it it was too much. It would have been cool if they'd done what you were saying. Where it's like, there's the doorway. They have the big fight with the the big showdown with the Nazis. You know, Indy wins, mm-hmm. right? And he wants to go through, and he's held back. You can't do this. You're gonna alter time. And we see Archimedes. So we've already revealed, like, let's say Archimedes' tomb with the watch yeah. and the propellers. Yeah. And let's just say this takes place. Maybe Archimedes is buried where the fissure is. Right, this yeah. takes place where we can see the tomb. So the fissure closes. He's altered the timeline. Like we see, like the watch just kind of dissolve, like disappear into moats yeah. off of the the skeleton of Archimedes, and mm-hmm. the, the bird loses its propeller. Like we've altered time. Now. Yes, we we prevented the Nazis from going back in time and altering timelines. So now that we've done this. It alters the way his tomb is to where to where it should have been. Yeah, kind of thing. Like that could have been cool, and that's got a little quasi mysticism mm-hmm. feel to it. You could have had that. Little soft Williams, uh, like horns and strings playing as the the watch disappears into yeah. the ether or whatever. <laughs> uh, so I could have gone for that. I think once, like I didn't actually hate the whole sequence of them being in the past. No, like with the siege happening, mm-hmm. all the boat. I thought that was actually kind of cool. It's kind of like, man, I kind of want a movie just about like the siege of Syracuse or something. Like let's let's let's, let's put this on the screen, right? Yeah. Uh, but it did feel kind of whiplash. Mm-hmm in terms of like what I expect from Indiana Jones. Yeah. So the other thing is too, you didn't really get any kind of like horrific deaths in this. Like, like, so like you yeah, like at the end of like Raiders, end of Raiders, end of uh, last crusade, um, do get eaten by alligators or crocodiles technically. Um, Either way. Or, yeah, or yeah. like the, uh, the ants, the ants and crystal the, Yeah, skull. you didn't get any of that here. Maybe that's just a Spielberg thing. Maybe, I'm, maybe you know. it's the underwater locking the dude, but like it's still uh, not this. Like, like that's a terrible way to go, but you don't watch it. You don't yeah. see it happen. I mean, maybe it's a Disney thing. I mean, I mean that's, could that's be. possible. Yeah, yeah. They, they really wanted to lean on this. Hey, like we want this to be like kid friendly. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's just kind of, or whatever. yeah, I don't know. But it, that was definitely one of the other pieces in there that I was just calling. Uh, kind of a classic yeah. Indiana Jones yeah. moment. You got to have some kind of horrible body f- horror. Someone happens. needs to get their comeuppance because of hubris. Yeah. yeah. Cause you like know. The way, the way that um, uh, all the Germans die was just kind of like, well, they crashed in a plane. That was it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, the one dude fall out the the Bombay doors, were, but it was like okay, but it's just a normal German. Like he's he's not a main character. Yeah, right. And that's true. Yeah, I mean, we we got to see uh, 
whatever his name was, uh, Mickelson's character, yeah. like dead, you know, like burned and dead on the ground. Which but it wasn't. Fine. Yeah, like I want, I want to like, see like one of the uh, trebuchets just like go right through him or something. Yeah, you know, I want to <laughs> yeah. see a, or ballista or whatever. Yeah, uh, not trebuchet. Oh no, they had trebuchets there, guys. <laughs> oh no! Or or you could have like uh, you could have the Sicilians um, the big spiky uh, thing. Uh, yeah, it's a ballista. Uh, but yeah, no, you could have them like burn them like with the yeah with the Greek fire. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. But you know, whatever. All right, so let's move on to entertainment. Yeah, like I can. There's probably so much more stuff that we've missed in plot, but they probably also missed it too. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I just feel like the plot was. Yeah, it was fine. It was kind of a mess. I didn't hate the time travel stuff. It just didn't feel right to me. It felt like too much. Again, same with Crystal Skull. Of like, I Aliens felt like were a most bit too on the nose. Yeah, it's it's too much. Like yeah. Indiana Jones usually keeps it somewhat, you know, with, with yeah. based in reality. Yeah. So, uh, I think probably my my favorite part was just the during the train sequence whenever they blow up the um the heavy gun turret for AA. Oh yeah. Um, and then it just it just, it just keeps, keeps shooting firing while they're on the turn around the curve. Yeah. So just, gah, 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 gah. I I really wanted cuz I like that whole sequence right when he's like um Shaw's like waving like yelling at the planes and Indy's like they can't hear you. Yeah. And then the the AA gets blown up. I really wanted him to be like go 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 and they like a duck under the fire and then he gets in there and Twists it a little mm-hmm. to be able to clear the track because it happening just as luck is one thing, but if Indy gets in there and and again you have an option, you're burr, 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 yeah. burr, 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 as he like wrenches the controls <laughs> over and clears the rest of the because there's no way they get out otherwise, right? Yeah, I think that's probably too much movement for a de-aged Harrison Ford. Probably, probably that, and probably Disney like we don't want Harrison Ford to murder to be directly responsible for murdering yeah, we want, a we ton of people. To I don't know, murdering luck. Nazis is. Probably sure. Fine. Honestly, also true. Like, yeah. Like, is it people? Sure, but it's also Nazis. But so there like, is a different tone between like the gun is taking him out and Harrison Ford is like Rocky and like yeah, 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 one, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. one Rambo movie where he's yeah. the, the <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't very entertained in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, honestly, the the intro is about as good as it got. The, I like the t- moments, chase for the most part, but it just kind of kept going. I, I like the in the um, when, when she's like got him in the, in the stacks or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like uh-huh. slowly creeping in on him, and they're like get him, and he like kicks the whole like they don't realize they're messing with Indiana Jones. I think he's just some old dude. <laughs> yeah, he like kicks all the stacks. The white guy like ah, he like gets pinned. Oh, that does remind me the um, the CIA. Like I just didn't understand. Like I mean, I understand why the CIA was like it's like trying to help um Volan. she's like like von braun's handler yeah but it was just really was, weird, was weird because like like these two dudes just murdered people in cold blood and you're just not gonna do anything yeah about she, kept, it? she kept like scolding them for shooting people it's like you're also watching these people just kill but people. then not doing anything yeah. yeah i was waiting for the other shooter drop on that mm-hmm. of yeah. like oh they were here on a cia mission to do something yeah and now that they've broke from the CIA, they're going to be a factor in the yeah. back. The CIA now wants a piece and is coming after. Like you, right. you blew off your appointment with the president. You know all this other stuff. You, you're but good yeah, just murdering people. We're not. It's not going to fly. And it then just, yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. You're just, but like as a CIA officer who is hypothetically good person, you just watch these two dudes just murder civilians in cold blood, and you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you just kind of like, shoot them. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, there needed to be more of that. Like, it felt very convoluted, but also then they, like, streamlined it. It was like, no, 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 you set this up. Play it out. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, beyond the, the opening sequence, like, everything else was, like, 
it, whatever. It, it, it's here. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited when Antonio Banderas was on there. I'm like, <gasps> and, then, and, then, yeah. and then he's yeah. dead. And then and we, we didn't do really enough with him. Underwater sequence. Another thing with him see. is like, we didn't get to care for him enough yeah. to really well, be super if, sad when if, he died. If he know? had been like, oh, I've got a friend, and they pull someone up, and you're like, oh, I remember them from. Well, it could be Katanga from the uh, from Raiders, the the oh, big the, like uh, cargo ship that he was on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is it. Nope, nope. Totally someone else. Okay, or, I don't know who that is. The yeah. guy from Raiders at the start who has the the plane, yeah, seaplane, right? It's I expected that. I expected somebody from mm-hmm. one of the past movies, and maybe it's not the same actor, but we at least recognize it as that character. Yeah, and then it just didn't happen. It was like, yeah. that's my good friend, like the and good it, friend that nobody's ever met. No one's ever met. That's yeah. always the tough part when you're introducing these new characters into a film, a franchise like this, where you're just like, okay, well, who's this guy? Do do we know him or Are do we, we not know to him? Care? Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would have loved it more, too, if he had, like, really talked this dude up to her, like, mm-hmm. a lot. And then they get there, and he's got the cane, and he's like, oh, and, like, last time Indy worked with him was, like, 30 years yeah. ago or well, something. You I know? like how he was like, yeah, he's got a big, beautiful boat. They pull up, and it looks like, you know, Forrest Gump shrimp a heap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I think this movie was mildly entertaining. I, you know, I'm, I, this is a super hot take. I think Crystal Soul is a better film. Mm. God, I mean, it's so hard to say that, but also I don't disagree. I don't know that you're wrong. Like that's yeah. the problem is like, cause it has high points. I, I really like, it's one of those things too, where it's like, I went in with no expectations. I didn't expect it to be better yeah. than crystal skull. I expected it to be an Indiana Jones film and it didn't really even feel like that. Yeah. I that's my biggest I think, issue with it is it never felt like an Indiana Jones film. Like I wanted, and again, Harrison Ford's 80, 81 mm-hmm. when this film's being made. I wanted, you know, the bullwhip to come out, you know, and he makes like a swing across mm-hmm. and like looks back. like, that's how we did it in the 30s. Or so, you know, give me something. Come on. Well, I, I do appreciate that they made, you know, Indy move like an older Indy. Like they well, didn't I mean, have him doing. He is older, yeah. Yeah, like that, to me, a lot of his movements felt like realistic. Like, an 80 year They didn't guy. try to but just like. like, <laughs> well, like but, if we had gotten kind of like a lethal weapon. <laughs> where he's like, I'm getting too old for this. Old for this I would have been totally fine with that. So my take is that Crystal Skull is a worse movie, but I'm more likely to rewatch it. It's more it entertaining. Than this movie. It's more, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, it's yeah. not, it is like that's not me saying that Crystal Skull is a good film. It is a bad film. It is right. not a good film. Yeah, right. but it is more entertaining than this film was, which is really sad that's because sad, like, yeah. yeah, like it's not a good film. No. Yeah. Woof. Woof. <laughs> yeah. What a state of... I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I really try and be the ray of sunshine for this cast sometimes, and I just can't do it with this one. No. Yeah, it was It was tough. I mean, I I think I... I don't know if I said it in this recording or if I said it uh, just to y'all before we got started, but, like, I think... Yeah, my wife leaned over a couple of times during the movie just to make sure I was still awake. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Um, so... I was in between, so there was a, a couple that we didn't know that was next mm-hmm. to us, and then um, all four of us, Holly's parents, and then me and Holly, and three out of six people in, in that section fell asleep during the film. Wow. Yeah, that's that's not what's supposed to happen in an Indiana Jones film. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I, like, if that's just any kind of indicator, like, it just wasn't... I don't know. It just never, yeah. it just never, like the opening was good and it felt like, okay, we're like, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of there. We're not quite, but we're kind of there. And then it just never grabbed. Yeah. And yeah. ran with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I'm sorry. Like, I, I really don't want to be a downer, <laughs> like, but like, I just depressing moment. I just no, really no, didn't no, find it. No, no, no. It's that sad song from Peanuts starts playing. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, okay. Well, I don't want to hound on it too long. Steven, did you have anything beyond just uh, the opening section? I think, I think we're good there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so on that really sad note, uh, we are <laughs> reaching the end of our cast, and now it is time for us to talk about the $1 that you can support the show with right now. Yeah, if you like what you heard so far, if you, you want to <laughs> support the show, make us feel less sad about what we just watched, uh, you can support the show for as low as $1 You on can Patreon. cheer us up for the low price of $1 a month. And what that'll get you is it gets you access to all of our bonus episodes where we kind of change it up. We do some different stuff. We do, you know, tier rating lists. We do, mm-hmm. uh, like, intro to Gundam or intro to anime. All kinds of different stuff. Different format, different feel from the normal show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, we've been talking about Crystal Skull. We have commentaries out there. We do. You can go yeah. watch the Crystal Skull with us. Yes. Yes. Via the magic of the internet. <laughs> Virtually. <laughs> as, we, as we do Mystery Science yeah. Theater 3000 style. You yep. download the uh, the commentary. You sync it up with your movie. You play it. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. And it's that was a lot of fun. The, that was the first time that Steve had ever seen Crystal Skull as well. Yeah. So you can you. hear him experience it in Magnus, Media Res. How do they work? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we have our patreon picks polls which is basically you get to vote as a supporter of the show of what we're going to review this uh, upcoming one is going to be the rock from uh, the nicholas cage movie (laughs) <laughs> the Nicholas, it's not, Sean yeah, not, not with yeah. the actual and Sean Connery yeah, the Michael Bay film The Rock yes uh, yeah Mid-90s. so and again anyone at the one dollar tier and above can vote on those Patreon picks polls and patrons get early access to those and eventually they hit the main feed yep so uh, yeah keep an eye out whenever our next one goes up if you want to steer the course of I'll this show dictate <laughs> So if you um, don't want to support us on Patreon, that's totally okay. Yeah. We would love for you to share us, toss us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Um, Share us with a friend, honestly. Like, that is the easiest way for us to get um, just more views and up higher on the the search lists and everything is yeah. just having traffic. Yeah, taking yep. just taking just a minute out of your day to leave us a rating on you know like an iTunes, Spotify, any whatever podcast it makes platform. A very you listen big to, difference. It makes a huge difference for us. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. So that does sound like all the time we have this week. And until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. I'm Stephen. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs> <laughs>